Welcome into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline, the interactive radio network program with the latest in high-tech products and services and the experts who bring them to you. This is Into Tomorrow. Here's Dave Graveline. For the weekend of Friday, February 25th, 2022, our 27th year on the air. Welcome into tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline and the suffering a bit of a cold. Uh, Chris Graveline. Yeah, so if he sounds stuffy and sniffly, he already did a test. I did my at-home COVID test and I was at home negative. At home. Oh, but here in the studio, maybe, <laughs> maybe. not negative? Yeah, maybe. Uh-oh. Great. <laughs> anyway, so we hope you feel better. Thank you. You're welcome. And I'm sitting here propping my foot up, having had a little foot surgery thing. <laughs> We're just a fun winning bunch here, I'm we? telling you. So I'm on a bunch of Motrin because my foot is throbbing like crazy after you discovered that it was leaking. <laughs> Anyway, we won't get into more details. Suffice it to say that we're just a couple of guys uh, hurting. Let's just say it should be an interesting show today. Yes, it should be, because <laughs> we're on painkillers and, in your case, uh, cold medicine. Yeah. So who knows? But don't forget, in spite of all the stuff that we are going through, don't forget to back up your important data and to check your spam filters frequently. There you go. There's our weekly reminder that we try to do because we're your gas ex for tech. Right. <laughs> Some tech news and commentary. And then Jack in New Jersey and a bunch of other folks waiting to join us on the program. We hope you join us as well because we've got a bunch of cool prizes, many of which we brought back with us from CES in Las Vegas last month. And others that they shipped to us, promised to, and delivered, so we can then ship them to you. So stay tuned. You're you're nodding yes. like you're going to say something <laughs> else. They can't see a nod on the radio, Chris. Just stay, stay tuned. You'll want to you'll want to stay tuned just because you know we'll, without giving away too much, we uh, had a signed agreement from uh, you know one company yesterday that uh, is going to be sending some pretty oh, cool things. Oh <laughs> yes. Oh that one. <laughs> yeah. Oh yes yes yes. It, and it is a signed agreement, but there's still a, an item or two that has to be finalized and before we can tease our audience. Yeah. So just just know that you're going to want to stay tuned and you're going to want to participate yeah. by uh, calling 800-899-INTO or using the free app or clicking that Ask Dave button at intotomorrow.com. Wow, you pretty much wrapped that up. Yeah. And you're right about that. They're going to want to participate for lots of reasons, including some of which we have yet to announce. Yeah. <laughs> so participating is good. But some tech news and commentary in the meantime, yes, my foot is throbbing. Yeah. Uh, many of us have had the experience of watching our kids ignore us while they focus on their uh, online activities. I beg your pardon? Yeah. Uh, in one town in France, a father got fed up with the amount of screen time his kids were indulging in, and he decided to do something about it. He tried to get them offline by shutting down the Internet to their home, but he ended up shutting it down for the entire town. Oh, <laughs> oh oops. <laughs> yeah, it all began when the dad used a multi-wave band jammer to temporarily cut off the internet connection at his home in order to get his kids offline. However, the device is illegal in France since it interferes with telecommunication signals. Once, wow. Once nearly two municipalities were shut down, France's National Frequency Agency began an investigation that led them to the unnamed father. Oh, my. When questioned, the man revealed that he'd only wanted to cut off the connectivity in his home between the hours of midnight and 3 a.m. He said he could not have foreseen that the jamming device would be powerful enough to cut connectivity in the two towns. So he now faces up to six months in jail and a fine of 30,000 euros, which is about $34,000. Well, he should for being that stupid. I mean, I don't have a problem with him trying to disconnect 
for his own kids, but disconnect your router. I guess he doesn't realize that most modern routers have a setting you can go into and change, yeah. you know, or hours. unplug the darn thing. That's yeah. all. Well, he probably still wanted to have access so he but, could watch his YouTube videos when he, at late at night. Maybe. But didn't want the kids on it. Yeah. I don't blame him for that. But come on. So he's in trouble. Uh, well, As he should be. Yeah, of course. How long did it take for... All systems are functioning within normal parameters. Not too long once they discovered the device and were able to get it off the, the lines. <laughs> Former President Donald Trump's new social media venture, Truth Social, launched this week. In Apple's App Store, potentially marking the former president's return to social media after he was banned from several platforms last year, the app bears a striking resemblance to Twitter, which Truth Social is positioning itself as an uncensored alternative to. Trump was banned, of course, from Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube in January 2021. Truth Social sits at the number one spot for free downloads in the Apple App Store. When you download Truth Social, you're prompted to enter your email and date of birth, users must be at least 18, before waiting for a verification email. Now that's those of you who are iPhoneies. Yeah. Those of us who are Androids, not yet. Yeah. Not and, yet available. And many people, because I, I downloaded it, because of course it's tech, we got to do research for the show. Yeah. Um, and many of the people that have downloaded and signed up have been put on the wait list. So in my, my current place on the wait list, I'm number 282,923. Affirmative. Well, you don't have long to wait. <laughs> yeah, not at all. 282,923. Oh, my God. Well, but there are many people I've seen that have posted that are far a higher number than you. Yeah. So, including some real prominent people. So, you got in there, well, I wouldn't say early, <laughs> but earlier than <laughs> yeah. a lot of people. So, if you have an iPhone or an iPad, I guess, and you want to download Truth Social, you're able to do so. Yeah. And I'm curious, what number are you in the waiting list? Yeah. Now, to be fair, I probably won't use it. It's just like I don't use pretty much any other social media. I mean, anti-social I use media. Facebook a little bit, yeah. but that's about it. But hey, as far as I'm concerned, since he was banned from Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube, back a year ago, good on him. Let him start his own, and if people are interested, they can go there. And you can share, and you can be truth social, if that's what you want to be. And I hope it does give Twitter, which I've said all along was the worst thing that happened to this country and the world, but give them a run for their money. You think Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube will allow him back on once he has his own platform and he gets a lot of attention? I doubt it. <laughs> they don't care. I doubt they even see it as a threat. No, I'm sure they're just laughing about it, especially yeah. when they hear there's now like 400,000 some people on the waiting list. By the time you hear this, you might be five or 600,000. But you know what? You're on the list. Yeah, but they claim it's on track for their for its full U.S. launch by the end of March, so we'll yeah. see what happens. And have we heard anything if that will include Android? I think it would. I hope. <laughs> but we'll see. And former Congressman Devin Nunez, uh, Nunez left Congress to be the CEO of Truth Social, to run this for Trump. So we'll see. I, I guess all of those people only have iPhones. Yeah. <laughs> or else you'd think they would have lit a fire under the Android one, too. And most people releasing any app do both at the same time. Why would you cut more than half of your potential well, audience I mean, it, out it, of something? It could be, I'm sure, in progress. I mean, as we know from having our own app, that there's a, a lot of differences between the two platforms oh, yeah. of, of things you have to go through to get oh, these apps published. True. But we bent over backwards 
as did Dimitri and Horatio and others on our team, to be able to make both come out at the same time. And we update both at the same time with new features and stuff. And if, what do you mean you don't have the Into Tomorrow app? Good heavens! Please get it. You don't have to wait on a waiting list for the Into Tomorrow app. It's there right now for you. And we hope you give us five stars and maybe even a review of some sort. Because if you do... I'll deny saying this, but we're going to send you a prize. Did I say that? No, I didn't no, hear anything. I, I didn't hear anything either. But do get the Into Tomorrow app for Android or iPhone. There you go. Yeah. Uh, speaking of devices, Apple AirTags have become quite the stalking problem. Privacy experts are saying that Apple needs to work with Google, Samsung, Tile, and other rivals to find a fix. I'm sure you've heard about this, too. A lot mm -hmm. of people have said that they've go through, especially ladies, maybe uh, going through their purse and go, what the heck is this? And finds out it's an Apple AirTag that wasn't theirs. Someone was stalking them, trying to follow them. Guys and gals, just be very careful. I mean, if somebody could have dropped something into a purse or a bag or your car, I mean, some people are sticking them under a fender or a bumper and following people home, I mean, I don't want to get people carried away here, but it's happening. And you got to be careful yeah. about these things. And Apple's trying to take steps to, to fix that, although I don't know how they would be able to. But the latest beta 4 version of iOS 15.4 now includes a warning shown to users when they first set up an AirTag. Now, of course, if you're the person setting up the AirTag, you're not probably the person that's going to be followed. Yeah. Um, but the, but it does read, uh, quote, using this item to track people without their consent is a crime in many regions around the world. Oh, that'll help. This <laughs> item is designed to be detected by victims and to enable law enforcement to request identifying information about the owner. You know what's going to end up being the only thing I think that will help, and that is that it emits a beep every so often. Mm -hmm. Now, if you're using it legitimately to not lose an item of your own, You'll have to just put up with a beep. <laughs> or maybe you can turn it off temporarily for a period of time that, okay, I'm in the house now until tomorrow, so turn it off for 12 hours or something. Something like that. But otherwise, it, can you imagine, though, you hear something in your car or in a purse or a handbag or any number of things that somebody could have just dropped it in and you go, what the heck? And then you find it. Oh, great. Somebody's tracked me. Yeah. Stalking I, mean, I think they me. should probably, you know, maybe embedding something in the OS so that anybody with an iPhone, not necessarily see, you know, where it is, but at least something would ping, you know, and say, hey, there's an AirTag near you. Well, what, so about, that, you what about Android devices? Yeah. You, you're, see, you're being just like well, Truth because, Social, ignoring well, Android. Be, Stop it. Be, be, because it's, it's an Apple device. It's I understand that. But what about Tile, Samsung, Google? I mean, they all have these tracking devices and capable. And that's why Apple, of course, is, you know, pointing fingers. Well, we're not the only ones. Yeah, okay, whatever. Um, but the, they do need to work together to solve this problem. Because if it's used legitimately, they're great to help you locate a device, you know, attach it to a medical device that you might leave at, at IHOP once or something. That cost me 500 bucks. Um, <laughs> but there are good reasons to have these AirTags. Of course, I don't use AirTags because I'm not a, an Apple fanboy. But I use other devices, similar devices. It is a problem. And if some of our listeners have some good solutions, ideas, that's a great way to participate and win prizes. But let us know what you think. How would you solve that problem? Do you use any of these AirTags or any other competitive device to help keep an eye on products? 
do you use it to keep an eye on your significant other? Do you use it to stalk anyone? Don't worry, we won't give your information to the FBI or anyone, at least not without a court order. Um, The point is, I'm curious if anyone listening uses these devices, and more importantly, what do you think they can do about it? What can any of us do about them? I'm not paranoid either, but boy, am I going to check my car. Uh (laughs) I don't carry a purse, so that's not an issue. Virgin Hyperloop has fired 111 of its employees as it abandons the idea of making its system ready for passenger use. The Financial Times is reporting that the company is exclusively focusing on moving cargo and has slashed almost half of its total workforce. Wow. A spokesperson confirmed to the paper that the shift in business was taking place with the supply chain issues and COVID contributing to the change. Because, of course, let's blame everything on COVID and the supply chain. Yeah. (laughs) I I was at our public supermarket a couple hours before the show here, and I just went to get some orange juice. Nope, supply chain. I said, oh, my God, I'm so tired of hearing every excuse. Supply chain. The guy actually says, no, when you see these blank areas on all of our shelves, I went, yeah, yeah, I know. Supply chain. I went through the same issue with the same chain of grocery stores when I spent a month trying to find half and half for my coffee. You could only find full and full? Yeah. They didn't have any half and half at any of their stores. So use milk. I don't want to use milk. Oh, God, he turned his nose up on that possibility. (laughs) Or use the other fake stuff. You don't want to use that either? No. I, see, I don't drink coffee, so I don't know. But I'm half and half snob. makes a big difference? Yes. No. I guess people listening that use half and half are like, you go, you go, Chris, I'm right. with you. Okay. Did you notice that Instagram quietly limited their daily time limit option? No. I know you're not on Instagram. <laughs> In a move that appears to copy Facebook meta after reporting slowing growth, Instagram, of course, also owned by the same Facebook peeps, appears to have quietly removed the ability for mobile users to set a daily time limit reminder for less than 30 minutes. Originally, users were able to select a time limit as low as five minutes a day for how long they spend on the app. In other words, it would then remind you hey, you've been on this app more than five minutes, you might want to get a life. But even that was too long. While the new options begin at 30 minutes and goes up to three hours. So when we were giving them credit for saying, you know what, That's about it's about time that they say, hey, maybe you're spending a little too much time with us. Here's some options to set some of your own time limits. You know, we're not going to cut you off, of course, but we're going to help you realize that maybe... Five minutes, 30 minutes is enough. You know, go on about your day. Do something else. No, 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 no. They just quietly went, let's just make the minimum 30 minutes now. (laughs) See what happens. Oh, good luck. Jack in Lakewood, New Jersey, listens to the free, yep, free Into Tomorrow podcast. Hello, Jack. I recently moved out of Brooklyn, New York, and into New Jersey, where now I have Optimum. When I ordered my TV part, they sent me an Altice One Mini. And they also gave me two remotes because I asked for two remotes. My wife wants one, and I want one. (laughs) However, they say that both of them can't be hooked up the same way. I gave my wife the easier one. She just pushes buttons, and it's fine. I have to point. I have to have line of sight. And that usually my my feet get in the way, my blanket gets in the way, all sorts of things. I need to find a way to be able to have both remotes work the same way wirelessly and without line of sight. It's a big issue for me. I really would love to be able to have my remote. When she's sleeping, I use mine. When I'm sleeping, she uses hers. And they both work the same way without line of sight. 
any help you can give me, any direction you can send me, I would really appreciate it. Well, Jack, unfortunately, you're not going to be able to do what you want to do with an Altice One mini box. The manufacturer assumes one remote per box. For example, if you had a box in the bedroom and one in the living room and had lost your living room remote, you could pair your bedroom's remote to the living room box, but the remote would stay paired only to the living room and would no longer be able to interact with the bedroom's box, for example. Yeah, now the opposite case is true as well. You can pair a remote with a box, uh, but when you pair a second one, it will become the only sole remote. Uh, You're able to use the infrared portion of the remote because that requires no pairing at all, and the box has no idea who it's talking to. Unfortunately, unless you get a different cable box, you won't be able to do what you want to do. Well, now, and by the way, I think if anyone ever asks for a definition of first world problems, then having to move my foot when I use my second remote control in bed is a big issue for me, I think is a pretty good one. Yeah, I would think so, too. It's a pretty good excuse. (laughs) Uh, Or the blanket gets in the way. So, Jack, I hear you, and I can feel for you, but I think you and the missus just need to work it out. (laughs) and use the better remote, in this case, hers, no matter what. Just decide, do you put it right here in the middle of the blanket between the two of you or something so you can both use it? Intotomorrow.com for more. Let's meet there. Do you take a lot of medicine or take care of someone that does? Hero is the new smart device that makes life easier by pre-sorting a 90-day supply of up to 10 different pills. Just pour them in and Hero does the rest. So easy to use and saves me so much time. I never miss a dose. I'm never late for a dose anymore. And that is so critical to me. What I like best about my Hero is that it's so easy to set up and it's so easy to use. And I don't have to worry about my pills or get distracted and forget, did I take that pill or not? Because it reminds me. It alerts and dispenses with the push of a button. Plus, Hero sends a friendly alert to you and a caregiver. Hero is amazing, but you could even live out of state with the person and still program their Hero from the convenience of your phone. I feel better than I have ever felt simply because I have this device. Try Hero risk-free for 30 days. If you don't love it, you don't keep it. Call 800-613-2715. That's 800-613-2715. 800-613-2715. Call now. LifeCare provides valuable whole life insurance to cover final expenses such as medical bills, burial costs, and unpaid debt. A final expense insurance policy is fast, easy, affordable life insurance that's available to anyone between the ages of 50 and 80. No medical exams, no lengthy questionnaires, and no waiting period. The application process is quick and easy. You can even apply without having to undergo a medical examination. Just answer a few questions and we'll do the rest. With the average funeral costs skyrocketing to $11,000 and Social Security only paying $255, you need simple, affordable peace of mind for you and your whole family. Don't leave behind unpaid expenses, expenses that, if left unattended, will burden your family tremendously. Benefits include a guaranteed premium that will never increase, a guaranteed cash value, and a guaranteed death benefit that can never decrease. To find out how you can get final expense insurance with a guaranteed lifetime rate log, call LifeCare at 800-956-0683. 800-956-0683. 800-956-0683. Thousands of people contact InventHelp monthly about their invention or new product. Do you think companies would be interested in your idea? Do you want to try to get a patent? Call InventHelp now. Best of all, the call and information are free. InventHelp keeps your idea confidential, explaining every step of the invention process. We create professional materials and submit them to companies who are looking for new ideas in your category. We have more than 
9,000 companies who have agreed to review new ideas in confidence. If a company shows interest in manufacturing your invention, we can negotiate on your behalf. We have helped over 10,000 clients receive patents. We offer 3D modeling and animation, prototyping services, and we use state-of-the-art technology to present client ideas to additional companies. Join people just like you who made the call to InventHelp. You have nothing to lose. Call us for free information at 1-800-460-1663. That's 1-800-460-1663. Again, 1-800-460-1663. Welcome back into tomorrow. Did you know on average people read 10% slower from a screen than from paper. Wow. And that's why I prefer to read a book. Books? (laughs) Do they still make them? Yeah. Oh. (laughs) But there you go. Little Into Tomorrow fun tech fact for you. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you by our podcast partner, Blueberry Podcasting. We couldn't be happier with their service. If you're looking to start a podcast, check them out. Visit blubrry.com. Dot com. But first, coming up in just a few minutes, uh, stick around. We'll be joined by Dr. Scott Adzik. He's the surgeon-in-chief at the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. He's a pioneering fetal surgeon specializing in treating uh, these babies' unique needs, including surgical procedures, while they're still in the womb. Yeah, talk about the use of technology in medicine and healthcare. This is fascinating. When I had a chance to talk with this doctor you don't want to miss it because I've learned a lot and it's just truly fascinating the kinds of things they're able to do and they are pioneering all sorts of of in-womb surgeries using all sorts of tech. So pretty cool. Do stay tuned for that. When you participate on the program, we've been telling you, you win prizes. We got some fabulous goodies and no promises, no guarantees, but we always ask that you list one or two items that you hear us talk about that you might want. We'll do our best to get one of those to you. From Jabra, we've got Elite 7 Pro True Wireless Earbuds. Benji Lock has sent us back from CES with a bunch of their fingerprint padlocks. Your key is your finger. We've got uh, Smart Plus Wi-Fi light bulbs from Sylvania, so you can control your lights with any mobile device. How about some protective silicone cases? If you happen to have Apple TV or Apple TV Siri remotes from Elago. We've also got Bob. Bob, hey, the, the, the ultra compact dishwasher from Dan Tech. Yeah, very cool. You got to check that out. We've got links to all of these prizes for you. More detail. Be sure to participate. Join us at intotomorrow.com. Into Tomorrow continues. I'm Dave Graveline. Welcome back to the program. Our 27th year now on the air, covering the latest in consumer technology and all sorts of technology in general, available today and into tomorrow. We thank you for joining us. Thank you even more when you participate on the program. So please consider joining us anytime, 24-7 at your convenience. So many easy ways to join us. You can use your phone if you actually still use your phone as a phone. Go figure. 800-899-INTO. You can use the free Into Tomorrow app and message the studio, or you can visit us at intotomorrow.com and just mash that Ask Dave button. That's on the lower right of your browser on anything with a browser and a microphone 
and join us that way. The birth of a child is a joyous occasion for an entire family, obviously. For the families of the more than 150,000 American babies, however, born with a birth defect each year, it also brings fear and uncertainty. Our next guest is a pioneering fetal surgeon specializing in treating these babies' unique needs, including surgical procedures when they are still in the womb. You talk about technology taking care of us into tomorrow. That's exactly what the Surgeon-in-Chief for Children's Hospital of Philadelphia is doing, Dr. Scott Adzik. Dr. Scott, welcome into tomorrow. How are you, sir? I'm, I'm very well, thank you. It's a pleasure to be with you. We're glad to have you with us, and kudos right out of the box for the things that you do to save so many babies, and I think it's fascinating, and you're no doubt also saving the mothers, and this is where the surgical technology from Children's Hospital of Philadelphia and others around the country and hopefully around the world are advancing dramatically. Uh, is that a fair statement? I, I think think it is. Uh, we've had our ours center, one of the first in the world since 1995. So we're, we're, we're sort of on, on the air for 27 years, just like you. Wow, very good. And congrats for that. Because And the kinds of changes that you've seen in those 27 years, uh, I, I would imagine from kind of basic in-womb surgeries, what were the first things you were able to accomplish versus what you're doing these days? Well, it's, it's, it's probably good to give some perspective about birth defects, which are either anatomic, structural, or genetic, um, and they're common. One in every 33 babies is born with a birth defect. Oh, wow. Amazing. Wow. They're, they're costly. Billions of dollars are required for medical treatment. They're merciless. Think about this. No parent is immune. They're mysterious. Most causes of birth defects are unknown, although we can diagnose just about everything now uh, before birth with uh, modern technology. Mm-hmm. Birth defects are overlooked. Uh, research, in my view, is underfunded, and they're deadly. The, they're the leading cause of infant mortality, birth defects. Wow. So, again- so what, what do we treat before uh, birth? Um, well, the two, there are a variety of things that we uh, treat and do surgical repair of spina bifida and, and other birth defects uh, in the womb that are cause progressive organ damage before birth and are life-threatening or devastating. We place fetal shunts to treat life-threatening congenital conditions. We perform minimally invasive procedures using fetoscopy in the mother's uterus to treat complications, particularly in uh, fetal Twins. I, I might talk about that uh, a bit, if I may. Sure. Twin-twin transfusion syndrome is known as TTTS for short. It's a condition uh, identical twins, each in their own amniotic sac inside the uterus, as opposed to uh, babies and twins that have their own placenta, which is a disc uh, vascular connection with the umbilical cord between the fetus and the mother. Babies, identical twins with twin-twin transfusion syndrome, have only one shared placenta, such that there are abnormal blood vessels going from one side to the the other, and one twin gets too much blood from the mother, goes into a congestive heart failure, and develops an abundance of amniotic fluid. The other twin doesn't get enough blood, goes into kidney failure, and becomes stuck in the amniotic membranes. And these twins will go on to die unless we do something. That something is to do fetoscopic laser photocoagulation. So what does that involve? Well, it involves taking a two to three millimeter in diameter fetoscope, 
placing that through a small nick in the mother's abdomen under local anesthesia, advancing the fetoscope into the uterus across the uterine wall to visualize that placenta, and then using a laser fiber to occlude or photocoagulate those culprit blood vessels. And the, and the, and the results are astonishing. In most cases, both twins can be saved. That's awesome. And no doubt these that's one of the many conditions that are helped by having surgery while the baby is still in the womb. And I know certain things, of course, you can deal with after birth, but if you can nip some things in the bud, so to speak, uh, beforehand, it does make a big difference based on the condition, does it not? Beyond a doubt. So to put it in perspective, though, uh, so since... Uh 1995, 27 years, we've had over 27,000 referrals of mothers carrying babies with birth defects. They've come from all 50 states, more than 70 countries uh, internationally. Mm. So this past year, about 2,000 referrals, but only about 10% of the mothers and babies require an operation before birth. Most can be uh, followed um, during the pregnancy, have planned delivery if indicated in our special delivery units here at the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, and then have all the technology for diagnosis and treatment uh, after birth. So that would be babies with prenatally diagnosed, for example, congenital heart disease. The advantage of the special delivery unit at CHOP uh, is that uh, the, it, it provides care for mothers who undergo fetal surgery for those who require uh, treatment of the baby during the delivery or immediately after the delivery and keeps the um, mother and baby and family together and brings all the expertise that the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia has to, to bear on those children and on those mothers. And obviously, when you started 27 years ago, fetal surgery was obviously very rare. Has it become considerably less rare and because of your successes, much more effective these days? Yeah, I, I agree with that. Of approximately 5,000 fetal surgeries that are done that have been done worldwide, we've done about a quarter of them here at CHOP, wow. more than any other hospital. Um, uh, we've trained um, many people who now lead fetal surgery programs elsewhere. For example, we established the North American Fetal, uh, uh, the North American Fetal Therapy Network, known as NAFNET, which is now 36 centers in North America that, that do fetal diagnosis and treatment, and we share learnings and registries and data. And we've also trained teams uh, in, in Asia, including in Japan, in Europe, including in London, in Leuven, Belgium, Zurich, Switzerland, Poland, and things are just get, getting more, much more widespread as they become established. It's got to warm the cockles of your heart, doctor, to know that it is becoming more widespread and the successes are far more than maybe even you anticipated by this time. Yeah, it, it's hard to predict the uh, future, of course, but in cold Philadelphia to, today, where it's about 25 degrees, the, the cockles of my heart are toasty warm. <laughs> Very good. Uh, well, I, I think it's a, a good analogy. Let's talk for a moment about the long-term outcome for babies who undergo fetal surgery. Is this, uh, of course, also improving, I'm guessing, and it really helps to prove that whatever you did in the womb made all the difference in the world for that baby? Yeah, we and others, for all the conditions we treat before birth, uh, through publications, we report our out outcomes, and things just get uh, 
better and better. For life-threatening conditions, uh, the operations are usually successful. And if the mo- mother stays pregnant long, long, long enough, you're going to have a good kid. Yeah. For devastating birth defects that, that l- limit function, like spina bifida, our outcomes are, are very, very good. But fetal surgery for spina bifida is not a cure. It's just uh, to uh, mitigate the damaging effects uh, b- before birth that occur. Gotcha. And what do you think is the future for fetal surgery? Where are we headed into tomorrow? And what are you unable to do now that you're looking forward to being able to accomplish? Well, I think things are, first of all, going to become much more widespread as as they are now. But there are three areas that are in the sort of the fetal therapy program, uh, uh, the the fetal therapy category, not even necessarily in operation per se. Uh. But these areas are very exciting. The first is in utero transplantation of adult blood self-forming stem cells to babies with prenatally diagnosed blood disorders such as sickle cell anemia, the concept being early diagnosis by 8 to 10 weeks, transfusion of those cells to the pre-immune fetus at 12 to 14 weeks gestation, and they take over the missing function that the baby has. So that could potentially be a cure for sickle cell anemia. Dr. Alan Flake and Dr. William Pronto, two pediatric surgical scientists here at CHOP, are pushing that forward after, in Dr. Flake's case, more than three decades of research, and we hope to have a clinical trial in the next year or so. Second area, led by Dr. William Pronto, is in utero gene editing using CRISPR technology to potentially treat single gene disorders that can be diagnosed before birth, such as cystic fibrosis. So, proof of principle and fetal animal models, we're not ready for clinical prime time yet, but that could affect thousands and thousands of babies before birth with cures before birth if it's proven to be safe and efficacious. Third area, Dr. Alan Flake and his team are working on the artificial womb, a way to support babies who are born much too early, 23, 24, 25 weeks gestation, where term is 40 weeks. Those babies uh, have um, low survival rates, and those who, who do survive have high complication rates. Work done in fetal sheep of comparable size have shown that the artificial womb will support those fetal lambs for four to five weeks with normal growth and development. So that's the concept to treat very, very premature babies with the artificial womb and let them grow and develop until a time where complication rates are much lower and mortality risk is much, much lower. Wow. So there are some great things to look forward to in addition to the continued good work that you and your team do. And we wish you well. You are fascinating to talk with. And I appreciate you giving us a few minutes of your time. Uh, Dr. Scott Adzik is the surgeon in chief at Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. Thus, you heard him reference CHOP a few times. Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, fetalsurgery.chop. .edu. And of course, we'll get you there too when you visit us. Doctor, thanks so much for spending a few minutes with us. Keep up the good work and kudos to you guys. Thank you. My pleasure. It's our pleasure as well. Again, Dr. Scott Adzik, Surgeon-in-Chief, Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. We'll link you there. You can visit fetalsurgery.chop.edu. Hit us up at intotomorrow.com. I'm Dave Graveline. Stay tuned. Much more to come right here on the Advanced Media Network.
While many people view cybercrime as someone else's problem, these attacks get very personal when they impact our digital identities and way of life. F5 announced a new way for companies to manage and secure the digital services we rely on every day with the global launch of F5 Distributed Cloud Services. Here's Executive VP and GM for Security and Distributed Cloud, Haiyan Song. Businesses and individuals now rely on digital services like never before. That's why we're so excited about F5's new security services and the protection it will provide for organizations and their customers. More than 40% of cyber attacks were on small companies. Our goal at F5 is to make securing the digital world simple by providing the best, most flexible, and most comprehensive security services to our customers. F5 Distributed Cloud Services is the most comprehensive, effective, and easy to implement way to secure web applications and APIs. Learn more at f5.com. Attention Medicare beneficiaries! Are you getting all the benefits you need? If you have Medicare, you may now be able to get new benefits. Benefits may include eyeglasses, wellness visits, gym membership, meal delivery, and hearing aids with low copay. You may even find plans with zero monthly plan premiums, zero copays on many services, and zero deductibles. Call 800-901-5093. That's 800-901-5093. 800-901-5093. Guys, stop putting your love life on hold. U.S. Pharmacy has some exciting news. If you've been wanting to try Viagra or Cialis, now is the perfect time. Call today and receive 90 little blue or little yellow pills for only $119 with free shipping. Why order some low-dose sildenafil from one of those subscription services when we can give you what you want now? Call 888-856-8066 and we'll rush your order, discreetly packaged to your door. Been thinking of trying something new to help your love life? Call U.S. Pharmacy at 1-888-856-8066 for as little as $119 for 90 pills. Need your package in a hurry? Call 888-856-8066 and ask about our express shipping option and we'll rush your order to you as soon as possible. Save money on this little blue or yellow pill you've been wanting to try. That's 888-856-8066. Again, 888-856-8066. If you don't have final expense insurance, this message is for you. LifeCare provides valuable whole life insurance to help cover final expenses, medical bills, burial costs, and unpaid debt. A final expense insurance policy is fast, easy, affordable life insurance, available to anyone between the ages of 50 and 80. No medical exams, no lengthy questionnaires, and no waiting period. Call LifeCare at 800-956-0683. 800-956-0683. Question? Call us anytime. 1-800-899 into 1-800-899-4686. Call in win stuff. Thank you. The very young Cameron Graveline. Yeah. Reminding you to call in and win stuff. Thank it's you. Gotta, uh, thank you. It's <laughs> got to be one of my favorite announcements from Cam. So I have to play it every so often, even though I get a weird look from him when he's around and we play that. It's like, I'm going to be 10 in April. Why are you playing that when I was like four? Because it's cute. Mm -hmm. He said, I'm still cute. I said, well, you got me there. But yeah, but still, that's important. Welcome back into tomorrow. 
This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by HughesNet. Enjoy more of everything the Internet has to offer. Text RADIO to 35000. Again, text the word RADIO to 35000. Jump aboard the time machine. You've got mail. Time to head into yesterday with This Week in Tech History. Twith, twith, twith. Here's Chris. This week in 1877, Emil Berliner filed for a patent for the microphone. Alexander Graham Bell, who invented the telephone a, few, a year earlier, saw how this could help him, and he bought the patent for $50,000. Let's get nuts! The problem, however, is that Thomas Edison, who was known to step on more than a few toes, also filed a patent for the microphone. This set off a 14-year legal battle, making it all the way to the U.S. Supreme Court, where they ruled that the microphone is, quote, beyond controversy, the invention of Edison. Great. They said beyond controversy. Yeah. I wonder if he paid somebody off or something. I'm sure he did. Interesting. He's been known to do that kind of stuff. Yeah. In 1938 this week, Lee Byung-chul opened a small trading company in South Korea, dealing in dried fish, locally grown groceries, and noodles. I love this story. The company prospered, and Lee moved his head office to Seoul in 1947. Over the next several years, the company diversified into many different areas, moving into lines of businesses such as insurance, securities, and retail. In the late 1960s, the growing company entered the electronics industry and formed several electronics-related divisions. Its first electronic product was a black-and-white television set. So wait, okay, he was started selling fish? Yes. And now he sells a black-and-white TV? Yes. All right. Uh, Byung-Chul's vision for his company to become, was to become powerful and everlasting like stars in the sky, so he chose a name that reflected that version. Translating in English to three stars, the company we know as Samsung grew from selling dried fish to some of the most popular electronic devices in the world. Nerd alert! I'm holding one of their devices in my hand, my Samsung phone. But that's awesome. I th- what, what a story. Talk about tech history. Dried fish to Samsung. Yeah, it's kind of like Nintendo started making playing cards, and now they're like the top game manufacturer around. Yes, wow, pretty cool. In 1983 this week, after a few months of only being available in Japan, compact discs and players are released for the first time in the U.S. and Europe. Initially, only about 75 stores nationwide sold CDs, and you'd have to have a deep pocket if you wanted in on the uh, new technology. Players from Sony and Magnavox sold for about $900, with discs ranging between $16 and $20. And this week in 2017, the Nintendo Switch console was released to the public in most regions by Nintendo and was a huge success. The concept of the Switch came about as Nintendo's reaction to several quarters of financial losses attributed to poor sales of its previous console, the Wii U. Parental guidance is suggested. That's our look back at This Week in Tech History, brought to you by IFA in Berlin, the most significant trade show for consumer tech and home appliances. Get more info at ifa-berlin.com. And mark your calendars while you're at it, because we would love it if you joined us in Berlin, Germany, in September this year. Not only is it in person, going to be a great show, tech is back with IFA, but unlike CES and frankly, almost every other trade show for electronics, IFA is open to the public. It's very cool, and you really want to see this stuff. So come on, everybody admits everyone is deserving of a little vacation or a holiday, depending on what you call it from wherever in the world you're listening. But it won't be a vacation or holiday for us. No, because it'll be our 18th year of working at IFA. But... We invite all of our listeners to take a vacation. Come to Berlin, not only a great city, but a great show, IFA. And be sure to stop by our broadcast center right there with IFA Next. Can't miss us. And we'll buy you a nice, refreshing beverage, even a possible adult beverage if you're old enough. And in Germany, you can be younger. 
But anyway, <laughs> check ifa-berlin.com. While you're at it, visit us at intotomorrow.com. Welcome back into tomorrow with another hopefully fun tech fact for you to discuss around the water cooler. Uh, anybody use a water cooler anymore? No. If people working at home, do you have one at home? No. no. Okay, but share it with the family. One petabyte is equal to 1,024 terabytes. Now, to put this in perspective, a 50 petabyte hard drive could hold the entire written works of mankind from the beginning of recorded history in every language. Wow. <laughs> that just blows my mind. You know, you've heard, mind blown. Mm -hmm. So there you go. Some interesting facts for you. Don't ask me to do the math because I suck at math. <laughs> but I get it. That's pretty bizarre. Wow. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by StreamGuys, streaming media solutions for the smartest businesses on the Internet. Visit StreamGuys.com. We hope when you're online, you are visiting intotomorrow.com, and the little box that pops up, put in your email address only. That's all we ask for. We don't share it with anyone. We don't spam anyone. But we will send you our free once-a-week tech newsletter, full of tech news. I know, go figure. Some hmm thoughts to make you smile, uh, letting you know who's on the show this week, some the call prizes. Hide, some old prizes. Yeah. Oh, and this week, Microsoft tests new ways to tell users that their PC shouldn't be running Windows 11. Our friends at PC Mag uh, tell us all about it. Ah, check it out. Intotomorrow.com. Welcome into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline, the interactive radio network program with the latest in high-tech products and services and the experts who bring them to you. This is Into Tomorrow. Here's Dave Graveline. We hope always entertaining, certainly informative, oh, and always free. You're tuned into tomorrow. Thank you for joining us. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. And while Chris is fighting through a cold and I'm fighting through a, a throbbing foot after a little bit of minor surgery on it, uh, we're just good to go. We can hit you in the head and that'll take your mind off your foot. You know, that will because the Motrin hasn't. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll just see what happens. We'll, we'll fight our way through because, as we say in showbiz... Is that what we're in, showbiz? Something like that. The show must go on. And the only way for the show to go on is for our listeners to participate on the show. Call in with your questions, comments, concerns, help for another listener, tech rage, anything at all that you want to share with us, we want to hear from you. And if you've got any questions ever about anything involving consumer technology, let us answer it for you. Don't be Googling stuff. Just let us be your search engine. Yeah? Sure. We can do that. And we're glad to help anytime, 24-7, by the way, at your leisure. And then you can tune in the next week's show and hear your call. We do want to hear you. 
And, of course, we send you prizes when you participate. But we that's do. secondary. Mostly you make the show. Call in. And, of course, we have many ways to participate. You could uh, use the free Into Tomorrow app and use that message to studio button. Now, this is an app that uh, works for both uh, Apple devices and Android devices. Yeah, and on yeah. Windows 11 PCs through Android because they now allow Android apps on Windows 11 PCs. Truism. Yeah. Or? Or you could uh, hit the Ask Dave microphone at our website at intotomorrow.com. Or you could uh, use Wait, the old... that's, a, that's a little red thing. It's a little red microphone, and it says Ask Dave's on the right-hand side of your browser, sometimes lower right, yeah. depending on what device. But on any device that has a browser and a microphone. Right. So you're not limited to just your computer or your laptop, desktop, or, or a tablet or smartphone. Which really is the only things that have browsers and microphones, but... Yeah, pretty much. Okay. But anything... Yeah. Got it. Or you could actually pick up the phone, you know, like we used to do in olden days of actually making phone calls. <laughs> in olden days, yeah. <laughs> uh, dial 800-899-INTO. That's 800-899-4686. All righty. Now, important reminders. Every week, multiple times, we tell folks to remember... To back up your spam filters and check your data? It, no. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> you don't want to back up your spam filter. You want to check your spam filter frequently. And back up your data. And back up oh, your data. Got it. Right, because in the spam filter, you'll find stuff from your long-lost friends that wondered why they never wrote to you anymore, or your family, or grandma, she's still alive, <laughs> whatever. But your data that's important to you should be backed up. And there's so many ways. If you need any input or advice on any of that, let us know and we'll help. Yeah, and if you're like me and you have your iPhone set to uh, block unknown callers, you might want to go back every once in a while and check voicemail because you know, I did that recently and I saw that I had a blocked voicemail from, from somebody that was calling uh, called me a year and a half ago to check on me and see if I was okay after you know fighting coronavirus. <laughs> and they just happened to be calling from a new phone, so I didn't, you know. I see. So I wonder if, I was wondering now if maybe they thought I'm dead since I've well, been a year and a half and I didn't call them back. They probably also emailed you and they ended up in spam. Probably. So you see why we have these important reminders it's because we love our audience and we want yeah. to help platform exclusive content is one of the best ways to pump hardware sales and kanye west uh, sorry i mean yay since that's what he's <laughs> apparently known as now yeah oh, um boy. he announced via instagram that his new album donda 2 quote will only be available on my own platform the stem player not on apple amazon spotify or youtube as he wrote in another post, today artists get just 12% of the money the industry makes. It's time to free music from this oppressive system. It's time to take control and build our own. Now, the stem player is 200 bucks, so yep. <laughs> apparently I just won't be able to hear Ye's new album. Darn. Darn. I know. You had even marked your calendar. Yeah. Darn. Well, because 200 bucks. Yeah. But it's time to not have to spend so much money for listening to music. But he wants 200 well, bucks. Well, the reason he put it on his own player is to get around all these other platforms yeah. taking such a big cut from the artists. True, which is very unfair to artists. Come yeah. on. I mean, let's face it. We, we've said all along for all of our 27 years, if you have a particular artist, group, singer, whatever, that you really like, why would you steal from them? You want to support them so they produce more music that you like. So it's not that you're stealing from them in terms of, you know, unless it's a piracy thing, but you certainly want them to continue. It's like, oh, I want to hear more from this group or this singer or whatever. So to that extent, that's true. Where all, all these middlemen slash women slash whatever um, are taking a lot of money from you and not sharing it all, certainly not even sharing a majority of it with the artists that are your favorite artists. So I, I can't disagree with yay on that one. 
Roku leader Anthony Wood recently told analysts when discussing the growth of smart TVs that customers with older TV sets will continue, he says, to buy dongles, as will those whose sets don't include all the apps they want. The average lifespan of a smart TV, by the way, is seven years. I, that's longer than I thought. Yeah, well, and I think I want to say I remember him talking about that kind of stuff when we had him on at IFA two or three years ago. That's right. We did have him on. And his whole point was even these smart TVs, no TV has every app you could possibly want. Most of them are, are playing catch up and they're adding a lot of apps, but nobody's got everything. There's so many things. In fact, my foot doctor who did this surgery earlier was talking about people can't believe he still pays for cable. He says, yeah, I use some streaming apps, too. But he says, but I'm a news hound, so I want all the different news channels. And and he said, yeah, I want cable. And, and it's a sad state of affairs that I'm spending too much money for it. He said, but I get cable and faster Internet, uh, cable TV and faster Internet with my cable service. So why not? And I went, well, until you don't, then, yeah, keep it up. Well, and if you didn't, He doesn't use Comcast, fortunately. Well, and if you didn't get cable TV included in your you know, association fees for your community, would yeah. you have cable? No. <laughs> because there's so many other sources. Why would I? Exactly. It, it, but it is included, even though I'm president of our own homeowners association, but because we spend way too much money. Unfortunately, with Comcast, with a long-term agreement, and Comcast won't give you a discount if you cut, a, you know, one or two residents out. Yeah, no, <laughs> and we have many residents that say haven't done it. I mean, I was on satellite TV, both different providers, until they both sucked uh, for many years, and I didn't use any of the cable TV. Still got charged for it. Not me, but through my maintenance fees, got yeah. charged for it. And I know you've used all the services because it was just, what, two or three months ago that, uh, you know, I finally took the Voom satellite dish off the side of your house. <laughs> show and, of hands. Who remembers Voom? Were they like 25 years ago? I think you had them the first few years of the show. Gosh. <laughs> Long time ago, but very they short were, lived. Were, I want to say they were the first high-definition satellite service. I think so. Really? We didn't throw that dish away until no. recently? <laughs> it was because you got a new shed, and I was helping you put a new shed outside. <laughs> oh, and it was it, in the way. In order to make room for it, you had to take the Voom dish off your house. <laughs> oh, that's true. And I drew, I drew a tear yeah. because it was like a piece of technology, history. But you still have your, your DirecTV and your, and your dish dishes, which you don't use either of those either. Yeah, that's true. But we do have HughesNet, which we do use. Right. For internet. <laughs> yeah. Not fast internet. Well, 25 meg is not bad. Yeah. It's enough to be our backup, which, you know, right. with AT&T, we've had to go too many times. <laughs> yeah, true. But otherwise, it's AT&T. Fiber 1 gig, which is far gooder than 25 meg. Yeah. Yeah. Where were we? Oh, yeah. Uh, talking about streaming <laughs> and things. So if your smart TV, which, again, surprising to me, lasts an average of seven years, is not smart enough you may be changing it anyway, but make sure if, in fact, you shop for a smart TV that you get something that's got a plethora of apps or the ability to add many more. Some TVs just limit you. Well, that's dumb. Don't buy that brand next time. They need to open it up, their platforms, and get anything and everything you want to keep you watching their smart TV. So there. Okay. All right. If there was ever any doubt about just how much of a threat TikTok poses to Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg recently cleared things up when he cited the competitor as the reason Facebook lost users for the first time ever. Yeah. 
Now the company is ready to push its TikTok clone into more parts of its social network. Oh, poor Yay. Mark. <laughs> uh, the company has already been experimenting with putting reels in users' feeds that used to be known as news feeds. Yeah. Now, now, and, and feeds. of course, reels, R-E-E-L-S, reels, like right. news reels, <laughs> joke, is what Fakebook calls their competitor to TikTok. Right. It started on Instagram. Yeah. You know, it then moved to Facebook here in the U.S. You know, for the last few months, right. and has now been pushed out globally. And mind you, there's still only, as I recall, 30 seconds. So people yeah. who are on TikTok who have what three minutes, I believe, to post something up to three minutes. Only have thirty seconds on reels, well, and Zuck want, is complaining about them well, being this competitors. Why, this is why you go to TikTok and you'll see videos. You know, part one, part six, oh, part yeah. twenty-two. Well, it's that's, a, <laughs> well, that's absurd too. And, yeah, if, and I, if I ever see anything that says part one, or if it says wait till the end, I scroll right past. Yeah. <laughs> uh, stop with the wait till the end nonsense, because most of the time lately. There's nothing happening. Yeah, well, they just want to get another click of, yeah. of another view, and it's just stupid. I'll either scroll right past it or I'll quickly click on the comments and see if anybody else says, I waited for nothing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, there's, you know, three minutes I will never get back. Yeah. Okay, good. Thank you. I'll just go keep moving then. But all right, we were back, yeah, to, back to Reels. So, in addition to placing Reels at the top of users' feeds, the company will allow users to share Reels inside of Stories and enable users to turn Stories posts into Reels. Reels. Uh, Facebook Watch, which has typically focused on longer form video, will also host Reels content. Facebook uh, Watch? Never heard of that one. Yeah, that's. Uh, they've, there was a, a show I watched on there uh, last year that's been, you know, it's been canceled. But uh, Mike Rowe had a show on there, Returning the Favor. It was a half hour show, and it was available oh. only on Facebook Watch. So is that like that's trying like, to compete with sort of, YouTube? It's sort of like their streaming service, I guess, in a oh, way. Jeez. But yeah, any okay. video that's posted on Facebook can be accessed through Facebook Watch. Oh. Including, there's been a lot of original content that even Facebook has produced. That Returning the Favor was a Facebook-produced show. Really? Yeah. Wow. Well, maybe we should put a little something about Into Tomorrow on Facebook Watch, if I can find it. And we'll see if anybody watches. I think so. Okay. So there's Facebook Watch now, yeah. too. Interesting. Wow. Uh, Nicola is an Android child that can express six human emotions thanks to a complex system of 29 pneumatic actuators that govern how artificial muscles move. Meanwhile, six additional actuators control Nicola's head and eyeballs. Nicola is said to be the first example of validated Android-expressed happiness, sadness, fear, anger, surprise, and disgust. It could open the door to more advanced research in social psychology and social neuroscience. Hmm. So we'll wait and see. Maybe we can interview Nicola. Maybe. Maybe not. A medical student in India has come under scrutiny after he was allegedly caught cheating with a micro-Bluetooth device believed to be surgically implanted into his ear. Oh, gee. Surgically implanted? Yeah. Not just an earbud. Yeah. Oh, well, it, God. it was the student's final attempt to clear the exam after repeatedly failing it since getting admission into the college 11 years ago. According to the dean at the medical oh, college... Wait, wait, wait. Back that up. He was admitted to this college 11 years ago. Yeah. And he had continued to fail, no doubt, because yeah. he's still in this college for 11 years. Yeah. So he implanted a Bluetooth receiver 
in his ear. Yeah. Oh. According to the dean at the medical college, the student was appearing for the exam at the Mahatma Gandhi Memorial Medical College when he was found with a mobile phone in the inner pocket of his pants, which was connected to a Bluetooth device. After questioning uh, by the college officials, one official reportedly said that he had a skin-colored micro-Bluetooth device fixed in his ear by an ENT surgeon. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and what ear, nose, and throat surgeon is going to actually do that? Well, this is India. Yeah, well, true. <laughs> and Mahatma Gandhi? Mahatma Gandhi Memorial Medical Memorial College. Ma- don't they make rice? Uh, I don't know. That's a whole different thing, yeah. I guess. Um, but so he failed? Yeah. Well, obviously, he was caught cheating. <laughs> so now 12 years in this college yeah. if they didn't kick him out altogether. Yeah. Wow. I just, you know, think if you, you know, I, I wouldn't want a doctor that's been in the medical college for 11 years. No, I wouldn't either. I guess that's something you should ask any new doctor you're going to. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, like just, it was fun. Again, another quick um, side note about this um podiatrist who took care of my foot earlier today um you know i'm having to take off my shoes and socks and it was it's my left foot which is where i carry my ankle holster since i've been a police officer for so many years and he he starts off with please don't shoot the doctor i mean not don't shoot me please don't shoot the doctor and he knows i'm a former police officer and i carry legally etc etc and i said well i don't know how much is this going to hurt he said I'll use some extra stuff in, from this needle so it won't hurt at all, I hope. Just a little pressure. Uh, okay. He says, but let's put it aside because <laughs> please don't shoot the doctor. So, so he didn't just pull it out mafia style? Well, <laughs> kind of. Yeah. <laughs> but you've refused to see any pi- I was I taking not. pictures no, all along, look. which, no, I won't post because they're gross. Um and you refuse to look at them. I do. <laughs> I even offered to send them to a couple of friends, and they went, no thanks, having lunch. And I went, well, just think of it as tomato sauce. No. But anyway, so, but, so don't shoot the doctor. I tell you what, that's enough of tech news now. <laughs> Dennis in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, downloads every single week our free Into Tomorrow podcast. Hey, Dennis. Several years ago, you turned me on to a small uh, AM, FM radio recorder. Uh, made by Sea Crane. It was a CC witness. Ah. Uh, I've fallen in love with it, and I've destroyed the one that I have. But Sea uh, Crane no longer makes those. I was wondering if you knew of any other manufacturer that had something similar. I've become emotionally attached to the thing now, and it's not available anymore. Any help that you could give me, I'd appreciate. Wow, Dennis, fond memories I have as well. Not only did C. Crane always make a bunch of cool stuff, but that particular radio, yeah, that was that was really cool. AM, FM radio recorders, unfortunately, have pretty much died out. Between podcasts and streaming audio giants, there hasn't been a great deal of demand for a recorder lately. I mean, even shows like ours have been podcasting, therefore archiving all of our shows since we started almost 27 years ago. So folks could always go back and listen. Like, for example, Dennis, you want to hear your call and our response, you can listen at your convenience. But now having said that, there may still be one niche type of device that can help you. 
And a few regular listeners record AM or FM radio these days. But shortwave band enthusiasts still want to record that broadcast from Japan or Australia that they were able to pick up with their homemade antennas. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, That means that some, but definitely not all, shortwave radio receivers still include a recording feature. Now, the quality will vary, and we really need to stress that it's still the minority of shortwave radios that include this. So check carefully. But that might be the way to go if you want to retain that functionality. Yeah. Let us know, Dennis, if that helped or stay tuned because other listeners are the best and they might have other suggestions for you. Let us know what you end up going with because it'll certainly help others all the way into tomorrow.com. Guys, stop putting your love life on hold. U.S. Pharmacy has some exciting news. If you've been wanting to try Viagra or Cialis, now is the perfect time. Call today and receive 90 little blue or little yellow pills for only $119 with free shipping. Why order some low-dose sildenafil from one of those subscription services when we can give you what you want now? Call 888-856-8066 and we'll rush your order, discreetly packaged to your door. Been thinking of trying something new to help your love life? Call U.S. Pharmacy at 1-888-856-8066 for as little as $119 for 90 pills. Need your package in a hurry? Call 888 888- 856-8066 and ask about our express shipping option and we'll rush your order to you as soon as possible. Save money on this little blue or yellow pill you've been wanting to try. That's 888-856-8066. Again, 888-856-8066. While many people view cybercrime as someone else's problem, these attacks get very personal when they impact our digital identities and way of life. F5 announced a new way for companies to manage and secure the digital services we rely on every day with the global launch of F5 Distributed Cloud Services. Here's Executive VP and GM for Security and Distributed Cloud, Haiyan Song. Businesses and individuals now rely on digital services like never before. That's why we're so excited about F5's new security services and the protection it will provide for organizations and their customers. More than 40% of cyber attacks were on small companies. Our goal at F5 is to make securing the digital world simple by providing the best, most flexible, and most comprehensive security services to our customers. F5 Distributed Cloud Services is the most comprehensive, effective, and easy-to-implement way to secure web applications and APIs. Learn more at f5.com. Attention Medicare beneficiaries. Are you getting all the benefits you need? If you have Medicare, you may now be able to get new benefits. Benefits may include eyeglasses, wellness visits, gym membership, meal delivery, and hearing aids with low copay. To find out which benefits you qualify for and to find out if you're getting the benefits that you deserve, you need to call Best Medicare. Our licensed insurance agents can look up your current benefits and tell you what additional benefits are available to you. It's easy, just one call. Tell us the deductibles you prefer, the doctors you want to see, and if you want prescription drug coverage. The service is free and you have no obligation. You may even find plans with zero monthly plan premiums, zero co-pays on many services, and zero deductibles. You deserve every medical care coverage benefit out there and we'll help you get them. Call 800-901-5093. That's 800-901-5093. 800-901-5093. And let Best Medicare do the work for you.
Into Tomorrow continues. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by Blueberry Podcasting. New podcasters may need some help setting everything up. Blueberry's top-notch support team is ready to help you just like they helped us. Just go to blubrry.com. And stay tuned. In just a few minutes, we'll be chatting with Sean Gunn, the CEO and co-founder of a company called Play, with two L's. Uh, they've developed a platform that gives casual gamers the chance to put their passion to, for gaming to the test and cash in. Yeah, it's really pretty cool. You want to make money while you're gaming? This is an option you should listen to by all means. Our dentists tell us to brush twice a day for two minutes. Brushing your teeth anywhere, anytime can be fast and convenient. With this week's Into Tomorrow Health Tech Minute, here's our buddy Alfred Poor. Thanks, Dave. What if you could brush your teeth anywhere? What if you didn't have to bother with toothpaste and water and a sink? Imagine being able to brush all your teeth in just seconds while you're driving your car or even riding in an elevator. That's the idea behind the new Sea Wash from the Italian company Plus Biomedicals. The control module connects to a U-shaped plastic channel that looks a lot like a mouth guard for sports. The channel has tiny bristles that oscillate from vibrations in the control module. You can set it for either a 30-second or 60-second treatment. And you don't need toothpaste or water. The mouthpiece has xylitol and menthol embedded in, and small amounts are released each time you brush. Xylitol helps kill bacteria and the menthol freshens your breath. The sea wash is only available in Italy for now, but we can hope that they will go international soon. For Into Tomorrow, I'm Alfred Poor. Back to you, Dave. Well, thank you, Alfred. Always coming up with very cool stuff. I'd like to try that myself, so let's hope it does get here. Be sure to sign up for Alfred's Health Tech Insider free weekly newsletter at healthtechinsider.com. Welcome back into tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks in advance for calling in, for participating on the program, because your calls, your help for other listeners, sharing your tech rage, whatever the case, really makes the show each and every week. Yes, of course, we've got great guests and some tech news that we share and all kinds of other stuff, but our audience participating is very important, and not just because we share prizes with you from a lot of our guests and sponsors and other friends of the program always sending us cool things to share with you, but because we love hearing from you and you make the program, as I mentioned. You can do that very easily any number of ways. One is the old-fashioned way. If you still use your phone as a phone, go figure. You can call us at 800-899-INTO. Anytime at your convenience, one 800 899 4686. You can use the free Into Tomorrow app. Just search those two words in your app store, Into Tomorrow. While you're at it, give us five stars and a nice review. We love that. Oh, and we send prizes for those kind of things, too. Did I mention that? And then just mash the message to studio button. Or another very easy way that a lot of folks are using these days on any device with a browser and a microphone. So your smartphone, your tablet, your laptop, your PC, if you have a shoe phone, whatever, as long as you've got a browser and a microphone, you can hit that Ask Dave button and participate that way. Either way, let us hear from you. 
Powered by artificial intelligence and machine learning technologies, our next guests develop a platform that gives casual gamers the chance to put their passion for gaming to the test and even cash in. The co-founder and CEO of a company called Play with two L's is Sean Gunn. Sean, welcome into tomorrow. Thanks for coming on. How are you? Oh, I'm great. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure to have you. Uh, first of all, any time you got our attention with is you can cash in with something. That's certainly a, a good sign. But what, first of all, do you guys consider a casual gamer? Yeah, so a casual gamer to us is really me and you, right? At one point, we were big-time gamers, but we had no no plan or maybe not the necessary skills to be a professional esports uh, player. So it's it's folks that play three or four of their favorite video games on Xbox or PS or other platforms each week and do it for fun. And we've created a technology and a service that allows you to uh, win cash through peer-to-peer -peer wagering. Very cool. I mean, that's what, right on your website at play with two L's dot M E play dot me is uh, play head to head and get paid. Uh, another attention getter. It's almost like sex. Now that I have your attention, <laughs> I have something to sell you. But it certainly gets folks attention. Well, first of all, why is waging and bettering uh, and betting in video games an opportunity even? Yeah, well, I think a couple of things. I think uh, players have long uh, wanted to kind of put their skills to the test for a prize or for cash, right? And yeah. I think in the past, it's just not been on really solid legal uh, foundation with states and countries internationally. Well, that's changed over the last you know, three years, four years. Um, the U.S. has made some rulings with our Supreme Court that have opened up that, that path. And um, like all things in uh, the U.S., uh, it's a state-by-state -state, um, kind of a decision. So today we can freely operate in about 38 states legally. Uh -huh. And we have all the bells and whistles built into our platform from a regulatory perspective to understand what states and geography and age gating and all that good stuff. So our goal is to make a safe and transparent kind of environment. We are not, per se, playing the house, if you will. We're just <laughs> bringing two players together that want to do that. I think the second piece is as we all gain more leisure time, right? And, and many of the tech uh, pundits have uh, told us this would happen. Um, that now users want to find a way to drive uh, revenue or, or uh, cash back into their bank accounts to do, uh, you know, the block and tackling, you know, pay their rent and have some some uh, entertainment dollars. So I think this economy will start to grow even bigger as uh, players understand this is an option for them. Well, let's hope so. And, and I think this is a good way, perhaps. I mean, if you're not against gambling of any sort and if you're if you are, well, fine, don't do it. Uh, but if but if you are finding an opportunity to say, I'll bet you I can beat you at that game. Mm -hmm. Why wouldn't you do that with a friend uh, sitting on the couch, let alone somebody across the country and have some fun with it? And I'm, I'm guessing that's kind of your idea here. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we give users the ability to uh, play their favorite titles, uh, create a match, if you will, on our system. So mm -hmm. age old use case we use is two players. One uh, player wants to play Call of Duty, which is a pretty popular game. Yeah. I'm sure many of your listeners have heard of. Um, and they can send a match through our system to their friends. Um, and we handle all the um, bells and whistles of making that safe and um, compliant through our FinSer tech technology. Uh, or they can kind of post that for the public on our platform. So people they don't know um, can uh, say, hey, I'll, I think I could beat you for 20 bucks in Call of Duty. And then we'll do all the things to make sure they get paid and it's safe. So are both players of age? Are you in a, a legal state? 
Um, does the other player have the cash in their play <laughs> wallet to, to pay you, right, which is a big, big problem, right? What sure. we've cleaned up is uh, sometimes, Dave, you and I would find each other online uh, and decide to wager 10 bucks, uh, and you'll pay me on PayPal, right, when I beat you. And that kind of never happens, right? That friction <laughs> uh, kind of people welch, you know, especially when we put guys predominantly in, in betting. Uh, we, we don't often live up to our promises on the on the payment side. So play takes all that out of the equation, right? So we make sure you get paid. We make sure it's legal. And we make sure that you have uh, plenty of opportunities to kind of win additional dollars. I think that's very cool. So can I assume then that the way you make your money to stay in business is that you take a little piece of that action, if you will, uh, in as the house? Yeah, we do it in an interesting way, right? Um, we, we also have, as me being a gamer, I thought it was always, whether it's sports betting or video gaming, pretty terrible when you uh, bet someone 20 bucks or put 20 bucks on the game and then there's this percentage that comes off, right? And <laughs> it's called the VIG or the service fee. So uh, with blockchain technology, we've created our own uh, play token. And so we sell those tokens to users in different uh, formats. Uh, some are subscriptions, some are on demand. And that's how we make our money. And that token is kind of the quarter in the arcade, if you will. You use that to join a match, create a match. It'll be used for other things in the future. Um, but then when you and I bet that 20 bucks and there's a $40 pot, uh, and you beat me, you get $40. So no matter if oh. you bet today a dollar or $200, right now it's still one token for each player. And so users are starting to figure out there's a cost analysis, right? I can uh, kind of win money but still have to pay this small utility fee to the platform. Um, and so that's how we make our dollars. Of course, we do other cool stuff like sponsorship and have now more brands starting to be interested in um, so there's ways for us to kind of create that monetization for ourselves, but give the user the ability to uh, make make even more money, which is uh, use, user enjoyment is our goal, right? Yeah, and it sounds like you're doing a good job at that. You have a lot of folks playing currently. How new is this? Uh, are you uh, gaining other subscribers very frequently? How is that working? Yeah, so we in the last year, what, as we went commercial, uh, we've now gone from about zero to 150,000 nice. uh, users on the platform. And I think that'll scale. And that's our kind of direct consumer offering through our iOS app. Um, we've also just recently made some announcements. We're going to uh, launch a enterprise version of our service with our artificial intelligence and fin fintech uh, capabilities where we embed that directly into the game. So in the very near future, uh, you can play your favorite game without having to download our app. It'll be integrated right into that experience. Uh, so our first uh, partner we've announced there is a company called Hashcube that has about 20 million users globally. Nice. And so uh, business is scaling very nicely from that perspective. And we think there's many more of those deals we'll execute uh, over the next 15 months. And in my introduction of you, we talked about uh, powered by artificial intelligence, and you just mentioned AI again. How does play leverage AI? Where does that come in? Yeah, so there's uh, today's version, which you find in a gaming space, uh, before we were able to get to a level where we could integrate or have the opportunity to integrate directly, we wanted to be able to create this opportunity without having to rely on publishers, as they call it, the game manufacturers, to do a deal with a small company. Sometimes it takes a little while longer. So the artificial intelligence technology we created allows us to get our users to stream their matches. And that's a very common thing with gamers, uh, platforms like Twitch, who's an integration partner of ours, YouTube, many others. Uh, players will play their favorite title and stream it for others to understand how they play, get little tips and tricks, or maybe they're influencers and have derived a pretty big following. And so when that streaming takes place, which is where we induce our AI technology, 
So we've integrated with Twitch and we kind of live on top of that video stream as you're playing your favorite game. And we're using AI to pull out the data attributes that are important for us to understand who's winning on a frame by frame or second by second basis so we can understand and remove that fraud capability. Uh, but also we're doing things like pulling out behavioral data. So, you know, Dave, how do you play a certain player in a certain situation? What are your wager habits in those moments? And as you can well imagine, over time, this is going to be some pretty rich data that um, brands, uh, game publishers, you know, uh, console players, they would all want to understand not just the games you play, but um, how much money are you wagering? And are you a whale or um, a kind of smaller player? So I think we see a big opportunity for analytics around our players out of this uh, AI and machine learning tech. But that's how we're using it today. Cool. And and for the record, I want to assume that you're maintaining people's privacy and just sort of uh, getting this information for those obvious reasons, um, but not giving away my info. Exactly. So a couple of things we've done um, in my background, I've dealt with a lot of big data and location data companies. And so uh, one thing we've done is we don't collect any uh, financial data or personal identifiable data. So we let our larger partners, folks like PayPal, um, on that side of the fence, who already have your data and are securing it. Um, so we, we create the money movement uh, through that process. On the kind of player data, we anonymize uh, that data as we're collecting it. So while uh, your location of your home or game uh, environment is separate from data that shows you know how you played and what games you play. So if we do have any type of uh, hacking events, um, it's really not valuable unless you can kind of meld it all together. We do a good job of keeping that separate. Terrific. Sean, pardon the interruption, but we're going to take a quick commercial break. We got to pay the bills and come right back and talk more with co-founder and CEO of Play with two L's at play.me, Sean Gunn. I'm Dave Graveline. Don't go away. There's much more to come. Attention. Do you owe back taxes, fines, and penalties to the IRS? The IRS now offers new relief options for taxpayers affected by COVID-19, but you can't go it alone. Call Tax Solutions now. Our team of former IRS agents and tax professionals can get you the best deal. We know the COVID-19 rules. Call us and never speak to the IRS again. I couldn't sleep. We were being audited. I called Tax Solutions now and a great big weight was lifted off my shoulders. I called Tax Solutions now and they got the IRS off my back. Tax Solutions now had my wage garnishment lifted in 48 hours. The virus has caused the IRS to take extensive action to help taxpayers. So if you owe $10,000 or more, this is the best time in years to settle your tax debt. I qualified for the Fresh Start program. I paid less than I owed. Remember, the IRS will not give up until you pay. Call 800-683-9499. 800-683-9499. Guys, stop putting your love life on hold. U.S. Pharmacy has some exciting news. If you've been wanting to try Viagra or Cialis, now is the perfect time. Call today and receive 90 little blue or little yellow pills for only $119 with free shipping. Why order some low-dose sildenafil from one of those subscription services when we can give you what you want now? Call 888-856-8066 and we'll rush your order, discreetly packaged to your door. Been thinking of trying something new to help your love life? Call U.S. Pharmacy at 1-888-856-8066 for as little as $119 for 90 pills. Need your package in a hurry? Call 888-856-8066 and ask about our express shipping option and we'll rush your order to you as soon as possible. 
Save money on this little blue or yellow pill you've been wanting to try. That's 888-856-8066. Again, 888-856-8066. Attention Medicare beneficiaries. Are you getting all the benefits you need? If you have Medicare, you may now be able to get new benefits. Benefits may include eyeglasses, wellness visits, gym membership, meal delivery, and hearing aids with low copay. To find out which benefits you qualify for and to find out if you're getting the benefits that you deserve, you need to call Best Medicare. Our licensed insurance agents can look up your current benefits and tell you what additional benefits are available to you. It's easy, just one call. Tell us the deductibles you prefer, the doctors you want to see, and if you want prescription drug coverage. The service is free and you have no obligation. You may even find plans with zero monthly plan premiums, zero co-pays on many services, and zero deductibles. You deserve every medical care coverage benefit out there and we'll help you get them. Call 800-901-5093. That's 800-901-5093. 800-901-5093. And let Best MedCare do the work for you. Into Tomorrow continues. I'm Dave Graveline. We're talking with the co-founder and CEO of Play, Sean Gunn. Looking into tomorrow, if you will, what is uh, uh, the Web3 use case for play these days? Well, it's multifaceted. So uh, as you know, one, we've already started with the tokenization and a big piece of what Web3 and uh, decentralized finance is about is creating tokenized economies. Um, We think that obviously we can take our utility token and and proliferate that, but or even take it into our own crypto token. So that's an option for us in the future. I think what you'll see us do next is actually partnered with partner with big exchanges that are already in the crypto space and allow users to use various altcoins as a method to wager on our platform. That'll be the first entry point. The second piece, um, which is a big component of Web3, is the ability to uh, take a platform like ours and put it in many different places for users to engage with not just one centralized platform. And so you'll hear us make some announcements uh, probably in the next kind of 30 to 45 days around large scale streaming, interactive TV uh, type platforms, cloud gaming. Hmm. Um, and so think of play as powering uh, other environments where gamers are already kind of participating and us bringing our engagement and monetization to those bigger players and larger communities. Wow. It sounds like you're growing rapidly already, and that's good. And we're happy to be part of letting the world know about it. Do you have a particular uh, maybe majority of demographic type information? Who plays the most uh, with play.me? Pretty split between our core focus uh, audience today. It's uh, we, we range really at the hyper level of 18 to 35, um, and it's almost split down the middle from that kind of 18 to 27 and 27 to 35 year olds. We do see spikes on the types of games, right? And obviously, seasonality plays a role. So we cover games like Madden football, hmm. uh, NBA 2K basketball. So users generally engage with them around those traditional seasons. Um, but I would say Call of Duty and Fortnite are really big titles for us and, and obviously already have large communities. We'll be adding another kind of 10 to 15 gaming titles uh, to the platform this year, uh, even outside of the, the things we plan to do directly with the gaming publisher. So there'll be a very big footprint and a lot of variety 
for uh, players to engage with. Wow, very cool. As you're talking, I keep hearing in my head, maybe we got to get you to do an into gaming feature on the show each week or something. We'll talk about that off the air, but it's fascinating the kinds of things that you guys are into and the growth that you're seeing. And I think that's terrific. We invite our audience to visit play with two L's, P-L-L-A-Y dot me, uh, the dot me domain. Is that a country? Uh, I forget. No, it's just we're us being cheeky. Okay. Uh, trying to get people to, to be versus against each other, play that me. So yeah, got gotcha. you. Uh, yeah, yeah. Clearly, a, a lot of uh, different domains in the last few years, uh, twenty-seven years we've been on the air and, and watching all these things transpire, end up being countries, of course. But it worked out mm-hmm. for them. Uh, so, but in this case, it's a an actual legit domain. Dot me. So play p l l a y. Dot me. Sean Gunn, the co-founder and CEO of Play. Thanks for spending a few minutes with us, and let's stay in touch because there's certainly more to talk about. Oh, thank you for having us. Uh, and if any of your your uh, listeners uh, tap in or viewers, we'd love to uh, hear from them directly and give them a little giveaway. So we would we'll love to follow back with you on that. Very good. Well, we'll certainly stay on top of that with you. Sean Gunn, the co-founder and CEO, play.me. We'll get you there, of course, when you visit us at intotomorrow.com. I'm Dave Graveline. Stay tuned. There's much more to come as we bring you further Into Tomorrow right here on the Advanced Media Network. an Into Tomorrow tech fact I personally found interesting. On average, there's only one reply per 12 million spam emails sent. There shouldn't be any. I know. There shouldn't even <laughs> be that one. So be careful. Avoid the spam. But check your spam filters and back up your important data. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by HughesNet, America's number one choice for satellite internet. If you'd like more info, text RADIO to 35000. Again, text the word RADIO to 35000. Joe in Hazleton, Pennsylvania listens online and with the free Into Tomorrow podcasts and streaming sends us this email. He says, I play acoustic guitar and would be interested in how to get a good recording of one using a desktop and what kind of microphone is good for recording guitar. Oh, good questions, Joe. You're going to have lots and lots of options here. And in the end, it may come down to your personal preference. If you want a standalone microphone, something like a $100 Shure SM57, what a workhorse over the years. We've used a lot of them. It'll work very well for you. In fact, we have several even still around our studios that we use for various projects. But keep in mind that you're only buying the microphone for that price. You will also want a stand and a mixer, recorder, uh, or interface to connect it to a computer. Now, if you have a little more to spend, Shure's SM81 is specifically made to record instruments. So it would probably do a very nice job for you, but that'll cost you 400 bucks. Now, you'll also find microphones that mount to the guitar's body. Those are a little more controversial since they keep the guitar from resonating freely. So some people think they're bad, others think they're great for the convenience. 
The good ones tend to not be cheap, though, so expect at least a couple of hundred dollars. An acoustic guitar self-adhesive transducer can cost you as little as 15 bucks, while electric pickups for your guitar can cost you a couple of hundred as well. Now, if you're going with something permanent, don't do it yourself, unless your guitar is very cheap and disposable. Oh. Uh, because it's very easy to ruin the sound of an instrument by cutting into it or gluing things to it. So you'll probably want to pay a professional, and you'll be a lot happier. Yeah, and that's a, that's a good point in general for any kind of instrument. If you're not really sure what you're doing, and this is an instrument that is not cheap, don't do it yourself. I mean, there's a lot of DIY stuff available, including for this recording and all that kind of stuff. But you really want to be very, very careful. And, you know, I like how you said, unless your guitar is disposable and cheap, because if you ruin it, you got to just toss it because there's not much else you could do. Yeah, because adding anything to these can change the acoustics very easily. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of these guitars are specifically shaped just to get that perfect sound. Yep. And even though it may affect somewhat the tone or the tonal quality inside the acoustic portion of your guitar, I think I tend to agree with a lot of the folks that say, yeah, but it does so much better to record and the ability to hear all the sounds and rich. So, I mean, there's that side of the coin, too. Let us know, Joe, what you end up going with, because it'll help other listeners as well. And let's meet at intotomorrow.com. Welcome into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline, the interactive radio network program with the latest in high-tech products and services and the experts who bring them to you. This is Into Tomorrow. Here's Dave Graveline. For the weekend of Friday, February 25th, 2022, this is our three of our weekly three-hour broadcast during our 27th year on the air. And I am Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. And we hope to always be entertaining and certainly informative for you. And, of course, always free as we bring you into tomorrow on radio, the original social media, if you will. That's how I like to think of it. Mm -hmm. Don't forget to back up your important data. Check your spam filters frequently. Lots of stuff these days ending up in spam that people are saying, oh, I, I had no idea it was there. No wonder I, I couldn't find that email well, be sure and check periodically. No big deal if all the spam that's in your spam filter is spam. Good. Just hit delete. But if not, get it out of there. <laughs> Especially anything that might be coming from Graveline.com, like our weekly tech newsletter, or an announcement that you participated on the program, therefore click this link and fill out the form and get prizes. Because there's that as well. Yeah. Lots of opportunity. We've got Alan standing by in Mississippi. And a whole bunch of other folks this hour that are asking questions or helping other listeners or making comments. And we'll get to them after we share some more tech news and commentary with you. As tensions continue to rise in Ukraine and Russia, U.S. intelligence officials are on the watch for manipulated video and audio that could result in multiple cases of misinformation. I don't know why that seems to be the thing that we're always fighting against these days. It's just yeah. Everything's misinformation. The FBI continues to wage a campaign against illegal deepfakes as the technology continues to improve. The FBI's Cyber Division Unit Chief said that audio, video, text, and images are created to show something that didn't necessarily happen or never occurred. Now, if you ask me, I truly believe that not all future wars will be fought on the battlefield. Um, I think we're going to see start seeing a lot more cyber wars that you know will target things like a country's infrastructure. Yeah, 
I, I, that honestly worries me, whether it's from China or Russia or any other Iran, any of these other places that do a lot of cyber attacks. Our electric grid. That's the other reason I'm looking more into uh, solar for my own house <laughs> lately. Water, you know, water supplies. Of I mean, course, people don't 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 know. Think about the the amount of security that has to go into even protecting you know your local water supply. Yep, because I mean the kind of chemicals they use in your water supply that are good for you in the right dose, if you will, in the right quantity, can also do great harm if you get too much. So if somebody can hack into your water system computer and say you know put a hundred parts per million instead of two of I don't know chlorine or whatever else that they might be using. That's not a good thing. Mm-hmm. So I I tend to agree with you. A lot of cyber attacks in future wars um, are more of a problem than actual tanks and guns and bang bang bang. You know. So if you're you know if you're in high school, you're listening to this and you're still trying to figure out what you want to do in the future. Look into a job in cybersecurity because yes. I really think that that <laughs> field is going to pick up majorly in the next you know couple of years. Yep. Or the Space Force. Yeah. Look into that. Just not the one that's on Netflix. Yeah, season two, I think, <laughs> just started on Netflix. Talk about goofy. It's a good laugh, but oh, it yeah. just makes me thank, you know, thankful that the, the real Space Force isn't run like that. I no, hope. I hope. <laughs> right. I hope either. So Amazon and Visa have been fighting over the fees that Visa charges them when customers buy things on Amazon. Well, they said that they finally resolved their differences over what they call swipe fees and concluded a global agreement on what the payment card provider charges for handling Amazon purchases. They didn't tell us, but Amazon said it will stop assessing a special charge for using its Singapore and Australia sites and won't bar Visa cards from its UK site anymore. Hmm. I mean, what a bizarre scenario because Amazon said, well, yeah, fine, you can use your Visa card, but we're going to charge you for it. It's like, well, that's not fair. I don't think they could do that in the U.S. Probably not. There's some usury laws or something in there. But they had been, apparently, Singapore, Australia, and U.K. Well, now Visa and Amazon kissed and made up. Oh, how sweet. Ericsson's chief executive officer has told a Swedish newspaper that the company may have made payments to the Islamic State, or ISIS, terrorist organization, for its operations in Iraq. Wait, they may have? May have. Uh, According to Bloomberg, the CEO said the telecom giant has identified, quote, unusual expenses dating back to 2018. While the final recipient of those payments has yet to be identified, he has admitted that they're seeing records of purchased transport routes, quote, through areas that have been controlled by terrorist organizations, including ISIS. Great. <laughs> and this is which company? Ericsson. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. So the investigation continues. Yes. We'll see. Stay on that. Were you for <laughs> us? I mean, you get because we got to report back on what they found out, because I'm sure they're not going to want to volunteer it easily. Yeah. Wow. Five weeks after a volcanic eruption and subsequent tsunami knocked out Internet access on the archipelago Tonga, uh, is once again uh, connected to the web. Digicel, one of the country's uh, two main ISPs, said that it had restored data connectivity after a submarine completed repairs on the 514-mile fiber optic cable that connects the South Pacific nation to Fiji and the rest of the world. I wondered why I hadn't heard from my old great-aunt in Tonga. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) It took the underwater craft 20 days to replace a 57-mile second 
section of the cable that had suffered multiple breaks. However, not all of Tonga has internet access yet. The domestic cable that connects the main island to its outlying neighbors suffered damage during the tsunami as well. Tonga Cable CEO told Reuters that it could take six to nine months to Ooh. complete the necessary repairs with a cable shortage delaying the work, of course. Of course. <laughs> well, now, here's a thought. Why doesn't Elon Musk direct some of his Starlink satellites and provide some key sites, at least, for some internet access for those poor folks. I mean, not for everybody's home, but city halls and, and police stations, fire stations, that sort of thing, and say, go by there, and there you go. There's some Wi-Fi. You're not totally dead in the water, so to speak. Yeah, of course, you know, my first thought you know, with this was, you know, my God, what would I do with five weeks without Internet? And then I started thinking... Oh, what could I do with five weeks with no internet? <laughs> <laughs> well, there is that and something to look forward to, maybe. It's yeah. like a forced vacation. And I don't even know how to spell vacation. It's been so many years. Well, and that's but. why I've always told people that cruises are my favorite vacation, because it's it's so expensive to access the internet on these cruise ships and you have your cell phones to work. It's a forced disconnect, and I love it. Yeah. And I love those you know seven or eight days of just no technology connection. I would love to do that. So if you don't hear us on the air for one week, no, <laughs> it'll be a best of. But maybe that would be a good reason. Escape. Okay, I love cruises. The only problem is, for some goofy reason these days, a lot of people come back sick. Yeah. <laughs> so let's hope we resolve that issue, too. Because I'd love to take it. My favorite one ever was the Alaskan cruise, which I think we could only have done, and we did, in June, July, or August, and that's it. Because otherwise, it's too cold to, to cruise. Well, it was cold there in June. Yeah, it was very cold. At least for us Miami boys. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but we had to fly to Seattle, and then we took a cruise ship from Seattle up the western coast of Canada to Alaska. So cool. I want to do that again. That was just so neat. And we left your mom there. We did. We did. Well, we spread her ashes. Uh, something yeah. she always wanted to do was go see uh, glaciers after an Alaskan cruise. And we did it. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, she wasn't around to see it except from heaven. But we did leave mom there and scattered her ashes on a glacier. But still, in, including that, it was just still an amazing trip. You know, seeing the, the, the marine life and all kinds of neat stuff and the, and the various glaciers and iceberg dead ahead and stuff like that. But it was a big ship. Yeah. And we were safe. Yeah, but, you know, that was like, you know, 10, 11 years ago, and I've been dying to go back to Alaska since. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and this time we've got to visit our two affiliates in Alaska. Yeah. That are hearing this very broadcast. Yeah, in uh, Anchorage and Fairbanks. And yep. So, and one of one of them actually repeats their signal up to North Pole, Alaska. Yes, which is like the, the furthest north point. We need to hear from more of our Alaska audience, and if you have any connections with a cruise ship company, especially, <laughs> let us hear you, or a nice place to stay. Well, of course, the problem with that is you stay on the cruise ship, and you can't be off the ship long enough. It's not like you can cruise up there and then say, "Okay, see you in a week. We're going to stay with friends." It doesn't work that way. The only way you could do that is to fly there. And stay with friends. Yeah. That would be cool. Mm-hmm. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> For us Miami boys. Wow. GM has told its customers that it's shutting down the Marketplace app, which allowed drivers to pay for goods and services through the infotainment system. The app, which arrived in 2017, let them buy things like gas and coffee and make hotel and restaurant reservations via the dashboard. The company will wind down Marketplace starting in March. The automaker brought the app to millions of its vehicles in the U.S., but it seems that drivers didn't really take to it. According to CNBC, an engineer said that the feature that when after the feature launched, the active user rates were, quote, in the thousands. 
Oh, that's not good. And this was after being launched to millions of vehicles. Yes, and they would expect that millions would continue to use it. Yeah. And that's odd, though. I wonder why most people just said, eh. Probably because it never worked, like you're, uh, you know, in your car of having Alexa pay for gas. Now, see, if anybody knows how to fix that, maybe I should call and ask Dave. Maybe. I'll hit that Ask Dave button. I have been trying to get the Alexa built into my Acura MDX to pull up to, it's got to be mobile or Exxon, because they're the only ones that are doing it. And you can say, Alexa, pay for gas. And she's always replying with, you know, check your Alexa app because I don't know where you are, basically. And it's like, well, dummy, I'm right here. I've done it with the phone, you know, turning off the car altogether so Alexa's not picking up there and doing it on my phone. And it says, oh, I see you are at such and such mobile station. What pump number? And I went, oh, my God, it works. And I entered the pump number and it still didn't work. So I can't get it to work on my phone, but I really want it to work from my car. And I would do that. I think that's very clear because it's contactless and it charges to whatever uh, charge card you have associated with your Alexa account. And to me, that's terrific. You know, most of the time when I use Alexa in the car, it's just to do an occasional reminder or I think of something else I want to add to my shopping list. You know, like, oh, I'm out of milk. Alexa, remind me to get a gallon of milk or something. That's why I took the Echo Auto out of my car that I had because I was never using it. <laughs> and you gave it to me, and I used it in my old MDX, yeah. but now my new MDX has it built in. Yeah, honestly, the only time I really used it is if I would get home, because I have my porch light set to turn off at midnight. If I would get home after midnight, I'm pulling in my driveway, and I could say, Alexa, turn on the porch light before I get out of the car. <laughs> and that was the only time you really used the only, it? That's really the only thing I used it for. Oh, that's sad. That's very sad. So anyway, somebody, please, because of course you can't contact anybody at Amazon or anybody at Acura to say, fix this. It's, I mean, it tells me, you know, you need to have your location services turned on. Well, they are. You know, I do the Alexa app in the car and I lo- location on. Okay, why are you not getting it? I mean, it even says, you know, what city are you in? Miami. Okay, what address? Oh, for crying out loud, forget it. I'll just whip out my credit card and go to the bump. So it's really frustrating because I want to use it. But to to what you were talking about with this marketplace, that same thing with the Acura Concierge. I never used that, and I certainly wasn't going to pay $260 a year to have something like that that I'd never use. And that was a similar thing. You could arrange for reservations. You could book airlines, book a hotel. You could do all these kinds. I never use that either. But don't you still have to pay a subscription so you can remote start your car? Yes, which is so <laughs> stupid. Um, <laughs> thank you, Acura. You know, I spent $66,000 on this vehicle, and they still want to nickel and dime me. Well, they gave you six months for free, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> but that six months went fast. And that's what they count on. That's how they rope people in to spend that money, because you get used to using it for six months, Yeah. and you don't want to do without. And I do like the Acura link. It takes forever to connect, though, and feedback that we've started your car. Really? I'm in it by now. Thanks. I could have hit the button myself. But they've got to tweak a few things. And, of course, you can't reach anybody of any value that will say, oh, we like your suggestions, and sure, we'll do an over-the-air update for this and this and this, but we can't do that for this reason or... Because Nobody cares. Because once your check cleared, they cut off all communication. <laughs> yes, that's true. You don't want to hear from Graveline. He's just a pain in the butt making suggestions to use technology. What's the matter with him? 
What is the matter with me? Uh, we've, been, we've been asking ourselves that question for a long time. <laughs> but along those lines, if I may, you talk about General Motors Marketplace. Well, General Motors plans to compete with sites like Carvana and CarMax for their take on direct-to-consumer auto sales. That's got to make dealers really happy. They plan to launch their own online marketplace, not called Marketplace because they're canceling that one, called Car Bravo. Oh, what a stupid name. In the next month or so, the GM platform will offer inventory from the company's central stock, oh, and some dealer inventory, as well as non-GM vehicles. Hmm. So you don't want to deal with a dealer, and who does? Nobody in their right mind. Uh, then you can use General Motors' Car Bravo. You know, speaking of CarMax, some, you know, something interesting I learned recently when doing research for upcoming uh, This Week in Tech Histories, I bet you don't know what company it was that actually started CarMax. Oh. I always thought it was their own company. but It's it was, not their own company? Well, it is now. Oh. But it wasn't when, it, when they first okay. were born. Were they car-related? Nope. No, so another one of these... The Samsung started selling fish. Right. It, well, it, it, was kind of by, story. it was started by a company that isn't even around anymore. Well, that, that <laughs> doesn't tell me much. But th- they were started by Circuit City. No, I, swear, I kid you not. Circuit City started <laughs> they, they, they CarMax. Were, they had they had hired, and a, they're not uh, around anymore. Right, they had hired a, a consultant because they were trying to diversify and find other you know avenues of income other than just consumer electronics. And they they stumbled upon car sale, used car sales, so they started CarMax. Wow, and then it, and then it spun off to its own company. <laughs> As Circuit City died. Yeah. That's, holy cow. Well, there's a little bonus tech history, history, yeah. history, history, right there for you. Pretty cool. Alan in Ackerman, Mississippi, listens on Super Talk 100.9 FM. Hey, Alan. How do I get my ISP to keep me from being hacked on a slow speed of less than two megabits per second download internet that they provide from their local telephone company? And is there any way of speeding up an internet signal when you have such a slow one? as the two megabits per second download and less than one megabits per second upload speed that my ISP company provides me, they force me to use their modem. They will not let no one bring one of their modems to their service. Wow. Is there any way to speed it up? Feed the hamster more, and it'll run faster on the wheel. Alan, unfortunately, there's nothing you can do other than hopefully switch ISPs or a different plan, maybe. They control the speed on their end. And realistically, if they're providing you with such slow connections, that's terrible. It's likely that the infrastructure is just not there to provide you with a faster connection. These days, no one, no one at all that we can think of offers two megabits per second options unless it's the only possible choice in your area. Now, if you get strong cell phone signal where you live, you can look into the LTE home internet offerings from T-Mobile and Verizon. They both also got 5G uh, connections these days in some areas. Unfortunately, not mine yet. Yeah, you've been waiting, but they (laughs) don't. Uh, They're both offering home internet service at high speeds for relatively affordable prices. Think around 50 or 60 bucks. Now, if that's not an option for you and there are no other ISPs in the area, your only option likely will be satellite. Um, Now, if you do want to explore your satellite options, we highly recommend HughesNet. We use them here at our studios, and while upload speeds aren't the best, and that's just a limitation of all satellite connections, we do get pretty solid download speeds of 25 megabits per second. Uh, You can text the word radio to 35000, and they'll send you a link where you can find more information out about it. Intotomorrow.com for more. Let's meet there. 
nothing is more important than protecting your family and property. That's why you should make a free call right now to Vivint, the number one smart home services provider in the U.S. Vivint will make your home safer and more secure with a state-of-the-art system that's so simple to use. Vivint smart home specialists provide award-winning monitoring of your system 24-7, 365 to respond to any emergency, even when you can't. And with the 4.5-star rated Vivint smart home mobile app, control your entire house from anywhere. Locks, cameras, security system, all at your fingertips on your mobile device. Call Vivint now and get a free quote, professional installation, and full smart home service for as little as $2 per day. Equipment purchase or service agreement required. Conditions apply. Call now. A smart home is a safer home. So protect your family and your property, home or business, with a Vivint smart home system. Call 800-689-3005. 800-689-3005. That's 800-689-3005. 800-689-3005. While many people view cybercrime as someone else's problem, these attacks get very personal when they impact our digital identities and way of life. F5 announced a new way for companies to manage and secure the digital services we rely on every day with the global launch of F5 Distributed Cloud Services. Here's Executive VP and GM for Security and Distributed Cloud, Haiyan Song. Businesses and individuals now rely on digital services like never before. That's why we're so excited about F5's new security services and the protection it will provide for organizations and their customers. More than 40% of cyber attacks were on small companies. Our goal at F5 is to make securing the digital world simple by providing the best, most flexible, and most comprehensive security services to our customers. F5 Distributed Cloud Services is the most comprehensive, effective, and easy-to-implement way to secure web applications and APIs. Learn more at f5.com. Do you take a lot of medicine or take care of someone that does? Hero is the new smart device that makes life easier by pre-sorting a 90-day supply of up to 10 different pills. Just pour them in and Hero does the rest. So easy to use and saves me so much time. I never miss a dose. I'm never late for a dose anymore. And that is so critical to me. What I like best about my Hero is that it's so easy to set up and it's so easy to use and I don't have to worry about my pills or get distracted and forget did I take that pill or not because it reminds me. It alerts and dispenses with the push of a button. Plus, Hero sends a friendly alert to you and a caregiver. Hero is amazing, but you could even live out of state with the person and still program their Hero from the convenience of your phone. I feel better than I have ever felt simply because I have this device. Try Hero risk-free for 30 days. If you don't love it, you don't keep it. Call 800-613-2715. That's 800-613-2715. 800-613-2715. Call now. It's Into Tomorrow for the weekend of Friday, February 25th, 2022. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. Don't forget, you can hear Into Tomorrow 24-7 on our website and on our free Into Tomorrow app. We stream the last several weeks of Into Tomorrow nonstop with the help of our friends at StreamGuys.com. It's time for our Info History Major. IFA is one of the largest and oldest tech shows in the world. With this week's look back at IFA's historic past. 
Here's Chris Grave line. IFA, IFA history, IFA. To bring color to the TV, new technologies had to be invented. Crayons. Uh, no. Oh. The German Werner Fleischig got a first patent for a striped mask in 1938, separating red, green, and blue with filters. That's a nice donut. This was the basis for color tubes, but it came too early. Nine years later, in 1947, after World War II, RCA developed a first prototype with such a shadow mask. The screen was no bigger than a postcard. In 1954, finally the market started in the United States with a round tube around 22 inches. BBC in the UK and Russian television began trials with color television. IFA was, of course, the showcase for these innovations as well. That's this week's IFA update brought to you by Messe Berlin. Be sure to visit ifa-berlin.com. Of course, and we will visit them in person as we broadcast our 18th year from IFA in Berlin in September. Stay tuned. Welcome back into Tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline. Now our 27th year bringing you the latest in cool consumer tech, products and services, gadgets, gizmos, all sorts of things available today and into tomorrow. We want you to be heard on the show. In fact, you make the broadcast. Your participation is what Into Tomorrow is all about. So if you've got any questions, comments, concerns, maybe something you hear on the show you want more info over, uh, or you want to just help another listener with your input, we love those calls as well. Don't hesitate to join us anytime, 24-7, at your convenience. 800-899-INTO. 800-899-4686. Or, of course, use the Into Tomorrow free app and mash that button that says message to studio. Automation technology has become a powerful tool to help businesses in any industry run more efficiently and find new opportunities for value. Technology experts from Accenture have written a how-to guide for implementing and maintaining a successful intelligent automation strategy. We're delighted to have with us now the Senior Managing Director and global lead for automation with Accenture. He's also, by the way, the co-author of The Automation Advantage, which is uh, gives you an opportunity to seize the competitive edge through human-centric AI. Rajendra Prasad, or RP. RP, welcome into tomorrow. How are you, sir? I'm very good, Dave. Thank you very much for having me on the show. It's pleasure talking to you. It's a pleasure to have you with us. First of all, what is intelligent automation? We, we hear a whole lot about artificial intelligence and, and just AI and machine learning, and there's more and more of that going on these days. But intelligent automation sounds like even more of a challenge. Intelligent automation is simply put the new era of automation, which helps machines to perform their tasks that formerly reserved for humans, like complex tasks like analyzing the data, data, making decisions, and learning from the data very fast and very at high speed. And very simply put, automation, when it is done along with insights from the data and applying artificial intelligence, then it is called intelligent automation, which helps to make decisions and drive 
speed to market at an enormous speed. Wow. So then that's how, I guess, companies can benefit from this intelligent automation. Instead of AI, it's IA. <laughs> Absolutely. So how is it, though, that companies can get involved and say, all right, fine, uh, get me some of that intelligent automation. Let's, how, do we, how do we get that working? Today, companies around the world are using automation to digitally transform and free their people from repetitive and tedious work so that they can focus more important, valuable things, you know, like creativity and critical thinking. In fact, automation is helping companies to, and people within the companies to do their jobs better than ever before. And more and more companies are turning to automation to enhance their operations and performance by reinventing business processes, jump-starting innovation, and enhancing customer experience. So people don't have to look at intelligent automation as perhaps replacing them or replacing employees necessarily, but really kind of implementing and assisting them, yes? Absolutely. In fact, you know, like as I said, uh, when we get automation implemented into the organizations, it helps the most valuable aspect of human expertise and human capacity so that you know, when missions perform the repetitive tasks, human can perform more valuable and strategic actions within the organizations. I call it as a human plus missions combination, whereas automation when augmented with human can drive this more efficiently and then result into excellence in the digital transformation. Uh, And of course, we all hopefully strive for excellence, but it seems to me that perhaps building this intelligent automation into your business uh, can seem quite a challenge. So how do folks start? Where does a business actually begin to do such a thing? I want to quote to one very, very important quote here, which says, if you have a map in your hand, if you don't know where you are on the map, a map won't help. It applies to the organizations and enterprises and companies as well. So when you start automation journey, it is a map. You need to find out where where you are on the automation map and that's called point A. And from point A to point B journey to establish. How do you do this, right? We have talked about this in our book, we call as the automation opportunity assessment. It is a very simple technique that you perform within the organization in a very structured way to identify where you are on the journey map. I like the That's how I like the uh, the map uh, analogy. It, it makes perfect sense. It's a good point. You don't you don't know where you are, how you're going to start. So. Yeah, absolutely. Now let's talk a little bit about your book uh, as well that you're co-author of uh, RP because the automation advantage helps us to embrace the future of productivity. I like that. And improve speed, quality and customer experience through AI. There's that AI term again, uh, even though we're also turning it uh, backwards into intelligent automation or IA. Uh, So tell me about the book. What can readers expect to find? We wrote the automation advantage to help any business leader better understand how to implement automation technologies across their company. The book reveals how automation go beyond optimizing processes and by using AI and transform almost any business within the organization. It's a practical guide 
and the practitioners can use within the, the book also talks about proven examples and solutions and you know the it's a combination of all of this within the book it certainly gives folks the opportunity to seize the competitive edge and i think any business every business needs to learn how to do that and improve upon that and if you can do it through human centric ai then you're certainly in 2022 and beyond Absolutely. Human-centric AI is very important because it's human-augmented, human-plus-machine approach that we talk about within our book to you know, help enterprises and companies drive automation at speed. Well, the book certainly will help businesses do several things. So if you're a business leader, by all means, you want to check out The Automation Advantage by RP and two others, uh, certainly co-authored with three folks that have some great experience with Accenture and the ability to manage global leads for automation. That's very cool. Uh, We thank you, RP, for spending a few minutes with us. Uh, Fascinating, and I, I absolutely recommend The Automation Advantage as a great read for anyone who is really appropriately wanting to improve their business. Thank you very much. And don't forget visiting Accenture.com slash Automation Advantage. There you go. That's where we want to visit, Accenture.com slash Automation Advantage. We'll get you there as well when you visit us at intotomorrow.com. I'm Dave Graveline. Much more to come. Stay tuned right here on the Advanced Media Network. Thousands of people contact InventHelp monthly about their invention or new product. Do you think companies would be interested in your idea? Do you want to try to get a patent? Call InventHelp now. Best of all, the call and information are free. InventHelp keeps your idea confidential, explaining every step of the invention process. We create professional materials and submit them to companies who are looking for new ideas in your category. We have more than 9,000 companies who have agreed to review new ideas in confidence. If a company shows interest in manufacturing your invention, we can negotiate on your behalf. We have helped over 10,000 clients receive patents. We offer 3D modeling and animation, prototyping services, and we use state-of-the-art technology to present client ideas to additional companies. Join people just like you who made the call to InventHelp. You have nothing to lose. Call us for free information at 1-800-460-1663. That's 1-800-460-1663. Again, 1-800-460-1663. Attention Medicare beneficiaries. Are you getting all the benefits you need? If you have Medicare, you may now be able to get new benefits. Benefits may include eyeglasses, wellness visits, gym membership, meal delivery, and hearing aids with low copay. To find out which benefits you qualify for and to find out if you're getting the benefits that you deserve, you need to call Best Medicare. Our licensed insurance agents can look up your current benefits and tell you what additional benefits are available to you. It's easy. Just one call. Tell us the deductibles you prefer, the doctors you want to see, and if you want prescription drug coverage. The service is free and you have no obligation. You may even find plans with zero monthly plan premiums, zero co-pays on many services, and zero deductibles. You deserve every medical care coverage benefit out there and we'll help you get them. Call 800-901-5093. That's 800-901-5093. 800-901-5093. And let Best MedCare do the work for you. 
During these difficult times, we understand how important it is to stay healthy and safe. With so many of us confined to our homes and not being able to work, we feel the financial burden more than ever. Many folks lost their jobs and businesses. Others were furloughed and some are working from home at reduced pay. Keeping up with your bills is not easy under these circumstances. If you have credit card debt and cannot keep up with your monthly payments, we at Debt Fix Pros are here to help. Give us a call to see how we can reduce your interest rates and lower your monthly payments. Protect your credit and let us help you find a solution that fits your needs. We, your friends at Debt Fix Pros, are here to help. Let us take care of your credit card debt so you can focus on what is really important. Call for a free phone consultation at 1-800-781-6764. That's 1-800-781-6764. 1-800-781-6764. United we stand. 1-800-781-6764. This is the Into Tomorrow weekly broadcast, and we thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by Blueberry Podcasting. If you want to become a podcaster, you'll soon discover the options can be a bit overwhelming. Blueberry makes it easy. Visit blubrry.com. And a reminder that we like to do several times each and every week. Back up your important data and frequently... Check your spam filters. And along those lines, back in 1971, the first ever computer virus was developed, named Creeper. It was made as an experiment just to see how it spread between computers. The virus simply displayed the message, I'm the Creeper. Catch me if you can. That's creepy. It is creepy. <laughs> but fortunately, it wasn't an actual virus. Right. Well, it sort of was, but it didn't do anything bad to your computer except display well, that. Well, and that, of course, led to the first antivirus, which I believe was actually called Reaper. Really? Yeah. Because of Creeper? If I remember correctly, that's... <laughs> <laughs> wow. Gail in St. Simmons Island, Georgia. Or is it Simon's? Simon's Island. Yeah, one I M. thought so. One M. Oh, I knew that. My eyes are going. I'm old. Gail in St. Simon's Island, Georgia. There we go. We'll just edit that out. Yeah, sure. Right. And then people will say, edit what out? We didn't hear it. No, of course you hear it. It's just Dave messing up, which yeah. is normal. Anyway, sends the following email. says, we have a business that we created a Google page for. Okay. The information is 10 years old oh. and has the wrong address, phone number, etc. Oh. I'm having trouble correcting it. I've contacted Google and still can't fix it. Well, contacting Google is the first problem. Yeah. yeah. I'm surprised you got a human being. Gail, though, you should be able to change this without any intervention from Google, which is a good thing because Google has no customer service for free users, as anyone who randomly lost access to their email or YouTube accounts can certainly tell you. Now, to do that, if you use the Google Maps app, log into your Google account, click on the picture on the top right of the screen, and then click on your business account. Now, if you don't, you can log in on a computer, uh, go to a Google search for your business. Uh, you can actually search for the phrase, my business. Really? Uh, yeah. And, okay. it, and it should recognize you as the owner and give you the opportunity to change the information. Now, if you use Google's paid business email, then they may also be able to change it for you, but otherwise don't expect them to. Yeah. And I wouldn't use Google's paid email either. First of yeah. all, why would you use Google's paid email? It always drives me nuts when people who have a domain, right, 
don't use their own domain for their email, which is, especially in a business standpoint, very, makes you very legit. If you own a business and you're using an AOL email or Gmail or Yahoo email, come on, get with it. It's 2022. Unless you're hearing this on a really old podcast, and then it was 2022 at the time. Yeah, because you can register a domain for what, like 40, 50 bucks a year. Oh, much and cheaper. Then even you can get you know basic email ser- you know server somewhere for five bucks a month. Yes, very inexpensive. No reason if you own a domain for your business or your craft business or just yourself. I mean, I own Graveline.com, and we use that as our domain, which points to intotomorrow.com. And so you get to us either way. And also, we use it for our email. I think for a while we even owned the best tech show in the world.com. We, we, we did. <laughs> but then everybody kept misspelling it because it was way too long. Yeah. We just did it for free, for grins, for shoots and giggles. Yeah. Yeah, that's what we did. Uh-huh. Anyway, so Gail, let us know if that works out for you, though. I hope it does, because, yeah, 10-year-old information, ugh, not good. Andy in Atlanta, Georgia, listens on AM 920, The Answer, and we love you for it, calling in using the free Into Tomorrow app. Hey, Andy. What is Google Fi? I keep getting those commercials on my YouTube channel about Google Fi. Maybe you can please explain a little bit better about it. What's what's YouTube? YouTube, yeah, um, and and sounded like he was driving a truck through a tunnel, yeah. but he was using the app. There you go. Okay. And and we do appreciate yeah. that. So Andy, Google Fi is Google's cell phone service. Originally, it was low cost and relied on always connecting to Wi-Fi and routing calls through Wi-Fi if it was available. So basically, it was a sort of Google Voice, if you will, with the ability to fall back to cellular if it had no other choice. The old Fi used to sell data packages and offer worldwide data. But over time, the service developed into basically just a regular cell phone carrier. Yeah, these days, unlimited plans cost around 60 to 80 bucks a month, depending on local taxes. The service still offers internet access in Mexico and Canada, but not in the rest of the world. And it no longer tries to push Wi-Fi at all costs, though it still uses it whenever it can. Uh, there's no huge advantage or differentiator for Google Fi anymore, and it has the big downside of routing all data through Google, which doesn't exactly have a sterling reputation when it comes to privacy and data protection. Yeah. Uh, now, since they don't have their own network, Google Fi can connect to different leased networks, so you'll probably at least get decent service if you get it. Yeah. Andy, I hope that that helped you out. We do have a couple of friends, uh, Fausto and Israel, that are on Google Fi and have been for years, and they say it works very well for them. And once in a while, it doesn't. But usually it does. I mean, like anything else, you know, it's it's a phenomena, if you will. You know, the radio waves and whether or not you have decent cell service or not. and Or are you in Wi-Fi? And if so, I mean, my T-Mobile Samsung Galaxy phone uh, is set for Wi-Fi calling. So that if you call me and I'm in Wi-Fi, it'll go via Wi-Fi. Well, that doesn't always work either. It drops the calls, and I'm not, I haven't moved. Well, and, and my my iPhone on T-Mobile is set for Wi-Fi calling, and if I didn't have that, I'd never be able to use the phone at home because the T-Mobile cellular service at my house is so bad that uh, when my when my Comcast internet is out, which it regularly is, I also have no cell phone service because I rely on that Wi-Fi to route my cell phone calls and data. Wow, that's terrible. 
Yeah. Why doesn't Comcast do a better job in your area? Why doesn't T-Mobile <laughs> do a better job in my area? Yeah. <laughs> well, that was going to be my second question, but the first one is con- people conning you, like yeah. Comcast, and you had no other choice. Yeah. Wow. What do you think? 800-899-INTO-ANYTIME, 24-7. start off this last segment of today's three-hour broadcast of Into Tomorrow with this Into Tomorrow tech tip for you. That's actually a tech fact, more like a fact, not a tip. IBM created the first smartphone back in 1994 called the Simon Personal Communicator. It was a combination phone and touchscreen personal digital assistant with a battery that lasted only about an hour. So you couldn't get much done. (laughs) No, but it was a personal communicator. Yeah. Assistant, sort of, with a very short time of help. Much like the show, it was uh, unveiled at Comdex. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Comdex, of course, imploded. Yeah. Anyway, welcome back into tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by HughesNet. Enjoy more of everything the internet has to offer. Text radio to 35,000. Again, text the word radio to 35,000. Want to remind you while we have this opportunity that when you participate on the program, when we hear you on the air, which means calling in via any number of ways, three popular ways Chris will share with you momentarily. You win prizes, and we always have to get that legal nonsense out of the way. No promises, no guarantees. But do tell us when you call in, and we'll do our best to get a particular item to you. For example, we're about to share with you some items, so mention one or two or three of the items. If they're still available, we'll get them to you. Like from Dan Tech, we got Bob. He does your dishes. It's the ultra-compact dishwasher called Bob from Dantech. We've got from Elago, protective silicone cases for Apple TV and Apple TV Siri remote. From Sylvania, a bunch of their Smart Plus Wi-Fi light bulbs so you can control your lights with any mobile device. From Benji Lock, we've got a bunch of fingerprint padlocks. Your key is at the fingertips. Yeah, there you go. From Jabra, came back from CES with some of their Elite 7 Pro True Wireless Earbuds. And all you need to do is participate. Let us hear you on the show. Yeah, we read some occasional emails, but you really want to win the good stuff. It's radio. We want to hear you. And Chris is going to tell you how easy it is to be heard. You could, if you're old-fashioned, actually call us at 800-899-INTO. You don't have to be old-fashioned. Okay. That's 800-899-4686. You could stop by our website at intotomorrow.com and click that Ask Dave microphone. It's there over on the right lower, depending on uh, your browser. You just look to the right, and yeah. you'll see the little red microphone that says Ask Dave. And you can do that on any device with a browser and a microphone. Yeah, so it'll allow you to record a question, a comment, and email it right to us, just like it will in our free Into Tomorrow app. There's a message to studio button. You just mash that button, ask your question, make your comment, and it'll send it to us. Don't mash it too hard. We don't want you to break your phone screen. But do snag our free app, won't you? We would very much appreciate it. Visit us at intotomorrow.com. Bringing you the latest in consumer electronics and technology, this has been Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline. 
to participate with Dave and his tech geniuses and win prizes anytime, 24-7. Use our free Into Tomorrow app for your iPhone, Android, and Netbooks. Available in your app store or call 1-800-899-INTO. That's 1-800-899-4686. Be sure to visit our website anytime to read our show notes and watch our ITTV videos at intotomorrow.com. And join us next week as we bring you further Into Tomorrow. Tomorrow.